0: Live again, WrestlePurist live, hosted by myself and Ibu of WrestlePurist. Better known to some of you guys as backup hangman. And this week has easily, easily been one of the busiest weeks as far as news goes in the short couple years that WrestlePurist has been around, definitely. Uh, Vince McMahon has resigned from WWE TKO due to a pretty disturbing lawsuit. Triple H was asked about it at the Royal Rumble presser. It's also been a very busy week, weekend of wrestling in general, so... We're just going to kind of get into a little bit of everything, a little bit of nothing, and just kind of hang out. And uh, yeah, man, kind of, you you guys know what we usually go up to. So, first things first, please like, subscribe, send any super chats with any questions, any reactions, any takes, any opinions, anything at all. We'll get them read out tonight. Um, Turn on the post notifications. Hope everyone's doing good and had a good week. Starting with my fellow co host, Ibu, brother. What's going on? Uh, what's
1: going on is a, it's a very hectic time for me personally, and uh, it's kind of scrambling to do everything I need to do on my days off, which is uh, it's, it's tough, man. Sunset's early. I got so much to do I'm running all over the place. But uh, but I found a way to make the town, Monty, because real wrestlers make the town. So I'm here. I'm ready to talk about what we're scheduled to talk about, which I'm not even totally sure <laughs> what that is, what that would entail outside of the Vince with the Vince stuff. But um, I have a lot to say about Vince. I have a lot to say about Paul Levesque's performance of Depressor. I have a lot to say about the wrestling medium. So I'm ready to get into that. And uh, I'm in a pretty good mood as well because Monty, as you know, I was never flinching.
0: Nah, bro. Regarding... Listen, save it, bro. Save
1: it. I was never uh... flinching. Never we're, gonna have to address,
0: we're gonna have to address these false claims you are making right now, bro. Look, I cannot allow I... it. As somebody who uh, listen, we 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 got time to get into it, so we'll get into that. We'll have that argument, so you can you can put a pin in that one, ibu. So <laughs> sure. to run it down sure. for the people, we're gonna do. We're gonna of course cover the Vince McMahon resignation because we haven't done like a proper live stream since since it happened. Uh, obviously, I know we did a watch-along, with uh, it was an AEW Collision watch-along, that I know the watch some of the Rumble as well, but, you know, anyway, it's the first proper lowest stream we've done since Vincent Manners results, so we're going to cover that. Um, we're going to get into, you know, Triple H's comments at the Royal Rumble presser. Um, yeah, we'll talk about the media, I guess. Uh, probably start me off on another rant. <laughs> um, and, yeah, I guess we'll, we'll, we've got an argument to have, Ibu because... I ain't, I ain't letting you get bored with that.
1: <laughs> Nothing to argue. I've been the most ardent and vocal, not only supporter of Cody Rhodes, I've been the guy trying to tell you, for those, you guys can check the records. Monty was on here like, I'm flinching, bro. I'm, I'm fucking phased, man. I'm fucking, I'm fucked. I'm knackered, bro. I, I think he's, he's not going to win. He's not going to, oh, it's going to be Dwayne, man. And I'm like, yo, bro, why are you tripping? Why are you tripping? Cody's undeniable. And, and he proved it yesterday. And, 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 I'm I'm happy, I'm vindicated about it. The crowd is into it. He faced off Roman Reigns. That reign of fucking terror is gonna finally end. This tired ass, repetitive ass title reign with the same goddamn finish for months on end, which we only see every few months because he doesn't show up to work. It's finally gonna be over. And Cody Rhodes is going to is going to win the championship. And and it's just it's just the right thing that needs to happen. The ace of the universe is gonna get crowned. So we'll get into all that.
0: Whatever, bro. <laughs> you coming on this platform that I've scratched, clawed, bled, cried, you know, done everything <laughs> I can to build, and you want to come on here and just lie? It's definitely fine this. so you've been building them up already to be fair, in 2024, bro. It's kind of getting crazy now. But um, just, you know, just, wait, just wait till tonight's <laughs> space. Oh, no. (laughs) Not not the midnight space that doesn't actually start till 1am. That's why he does it, by the way, people. Anyone who does tune into Backup Hangman's famous Twitter spaces that have hundreds, I'm sure on a few occasions, a thousand people in there. um, Mm -hmm. He has them so late at night because he knows it will be like 5, 6am UK time and I will (laughs) be unable to monitor what he gets up to on there. Us meaning that it is not part of the Pure Universe. We do not accept any liability to damages caused by the back of Pangman's so Twitter spaces. And um, <laughs> I'm trying
1: to get uh, Kylie to 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 yeah, to to on tonight.
0: I'm
1: not even joking. I'm gonna try to get Carly. Yeah, I'm trying to get Kylie on tonight.
0: I am not even asking. Um <laughs> I ain't here, bro, I swear I'm not even asking. Uh we'll do a couple of super chats and we'll get into of course the the <laughs> The huge topic. Uh, Zayd 94.99, appreciate you. Hi, crew. It's been some time since last Super Chat. Been taking care of Logan, who's ill. Sorry to hear that, brother. Had to come back and say, let's fucking go. Cody, Ibu slash crew, how are we feeling? Yeah, man. It's, it's, uh, it's good stuff, man. We're definitely going to get into all that. Um, how we're
1: feeling is we're fucking ready, bro. Ready. <laughs> Flying. Cody Nation, <laughs> stand up. Um.
0: Losing fight 199, Appreciate you. Uh Tank injured question mark. Uh well, you know, we've see, we've pretty much seen what you've seen, bro, to be completely transparent with you. But you know, he's um he looked like he was holding his arm a bit. He was bumping a little bit weird as the as the match was going on. So who knows? if like, just from what we saw from the fan videos and obviously what we saw from the pay per view last night, he didn't look like it was anything like too major. So you would hope he isn't. So We'll, uh, we'll wait and see. Uh, Isaac four ninety nine, appreciate it. The flock just broke my heart. Any good news surrounding Bron Breaker to the main roster?
1: Listen, um, Isaac, I'm I'm so sorry about what happened to the Ravens. He's talking about Ravens flock, Monty. They they lost against the this, the uh, Kansas City Chiefs just now. Uh, Lamar Jackson's. I know tremendous... it's more are late. <laughs> yeah, see that's the thing. We got Go to, we got to let
0: our U.S. friends watch enjoy football. the football. I Major... on a Sunday evening, we got to let you do that.
1: And he's like, we've gone toe-to-toe with Sunday Night Football before, but this is a playoff game, and it's like a humongous one. Lamar Jackson of the Ravens versus uh, Patrick Mahomes of the Chiefs, two of the biggest quarterbacks uh, in, in the game, the biggest stars in the league. Two black quarterbacks, Monty. One is a yellow man like yourself. The other one is a, is, is a you know. But um, <laughs> <laughs> no, the, po- the point is, though, look, uh, um, Isaac, I'm sorry for the loss. Really, really brutal. Lamar had a great season. It just didn't come together here. But um, if you want some good news, I can tell you this. Braun Breaker, expect to see him on Monday Night Raw. He is going to deal with the Judgment Day. He's going to target every single member of the Judgment Day, Isaac. And I can tell you this also. This is something I found out that got... I think someone reported. I ended up seeing it on my timeline, Monty. I was told this. um, Apparently, Brock Lesnar was going to face Dominic at the Elimination Chamber in Perth, Australia that was an actual thing that was planned uh so i don't know what's going on yeah i don't know i don't know if that was that might have been funny but nevertheless nevertheless um if that's not happening bron might just get all of brock's creative which it looks like he is because again he is going to be targeting the judgment day
0: you just how he plays out, man. Uh, big fans. If uh, the people don't already know, we are big fans of Grand Break as well. Uh, P faf underscore pdf one ninety nine. Appreciate you. Was at the Rumble. Lost my voice after Cody Rhodes won. Yeah, Man, big moment, brother. Happy you got to see it. Caden Lee four ninety nine. Was on site in Saint Pete last night. Fun live experience, but that city does not have the infrastructure for big events. Caden Lee is everywhere. Yeah,
1: how is he? Where does this guy live? He's always in a different. Country. That's what I'm trying
0: to figure yeah. out. Like, what, what part of the US? They're is like, yo, in I'm in All In. Land.
1: Yo, I'm at, I'm at Madison Square Garden. Yo, I'm at this place. I'm at that place. I'm like, yo, I was at WXW Germany. It's like, what the fuck is going on with this guy?
0: <laughs> yeah, I hope you had a good time. Um, G and two pounds appreciate you. wanted man versus American Nightmare is the agenda.
1: Monty, that's a that's a match they they whiffed on before uh, firing Dolph. They should have let uh, uh Cody work Dolph.
0: Yeah, no, no, no. That uh, that's a worldwide match, that is, bro. <laughs> Quite
1: frankly, um, I think I think they should they should give Dolph his job back next year. Hey man, <laughs> he's he's gonna rehab his value. You might as well.
0: Scott two seventy nine Canadian appreciate Cody gonna kick out the spike slash spear at Mania. I can tell you yeah, this. Yeah, it wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me, brother. They're
1: going to do that spot again, and it's going to give me a heart attack. Probably. They're going to do it again, and Cody's going to kick out.
0: Hush, 999, appreciate you. I'm fine with the rumble being story-driven, but it truly really kills the allure, in my opinion. Felt a bit too predictable. Stories are always better being built inside the rumble rather than going into the rumble. Uh, that's a, yeah. that's, that's interesting. an interesting claim, yeah. yeah.
1: I The thing is, I've seen story-driven rumbles that I thought were, like, godly and then story-driven rumbles that were just kind of okay. Like, this one, I thought the men's rumble was just largely just kind of a, a generic battle royal until the ending where they kind of honed in on, like, the key players. Um, whereas last year was also story-driven, too, but, like, it was much more dynamic and creative. Like, like if you remember, Monty, it opened up with Sheamus and, um, Sheamus and Gunther. That's who opened up that rumble. And Brock came in and was clearing out a bunch of people, but then Bobby Lashley eliminated Brock. And fucking edge, like, edge derailed the plans of the Judgment Day in the Rumble. And Cody Rhodes, uh, uh, at the end, he faced off with Seth Rollins. We got Logan Paul and Ricochet kind of starting their feud. So there was a lot of good story stuff in that one. And that was a much more creative Rumble. This one was like a more generic one until the end that was story-driven. So uh, un- unless, yeah, yeah. So so that, that's kind of my stance on that.
0: Will Chisholm, $5, appreciate you as always. Cody looked the rock in the eye and said, I'm not moving. That's what he no, fucking
1: does. You, He's the ace of the universe. He dapped him up. He dapped him up at day one, Monty. You know that? You know, You know. Fyfe, Fyfe reported on that. Slapped him up. You know he said to him? He said, yo, this is my year. And Dwayne's "No problem,
0: bro. I wish for 99 appreciate it. Also, not having many returns deflates the match. Yeah, it's definitely a big part of the Royal Rumble that a lot of people look forward to, so... You know, I have a hot how take. How good they are and how many of them there are absolutely does affect people's enjoyment of the show I in think, general.
1: I have a hot take. I think uh, too many returns dilutes it, and then some of them get lost in the shuffle. I think you should save some of them for Raw and SmackDown after the Rumble. Like, for example, Andrade, it was cool to see him. Uh, I, I'm not convinced they couldn't, they wouldn't have been better uh, uh, to just debut him on TV. Because, like, he was cool, but it's just like he, he didn't make it to the end, and ultimately he was eliminated in the middle. So it's like, you know that can get lost in the shuffle, so so I, I actually I actually don't mind saving some returns. Ray Mysterio could have came back yesterday, but he didn't, and it's like it would have gotten forget- It would have been forgotten, I think. So,
0: Zay Flowers two dollars appreciate you. It's me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. That's a song. I don't know. Shout out the Swifties. Um, <laughs> Darren Walker two pounds appreciate you. Bron and Corbyn versus Judgment Day is what we need. We
1: don't, we don't need Corbyn back on main roster TV, so... Uh, Human uh, Bron
0: is a good little tag man, uh, but it's, it's, it's not what he's. has That being said, it's not how Ward introduced introduce Bron Breaker <laughs> into the main roster as no. uh, Baron Corbyn's tag partner as much of... um, Which is a shame for Baron Corbin and whatever fans he has out there, you know, because... He is definitely some of the best stuff he's done in recent years, and it's been very obviously quite short-lived. I'm sure it's it's not short-lived. They're gonna continue because they're still in the Dusty Cup, aren't they? So
1: yeah, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna go to the they're they're gonna go to the finals, and uh, yeah, look look, as a team, they feel like, like those guys in Japanese tag teams. To be honest, though, like if they feel like they feel like those teams were like like Corbin, Corbin feels like this fucking Bull Buchanan. A uh, uh, giant Bernard ass white guys who are big and know how to do, do corner punches, and they're in, they're in um middle uh, early early show tags uh, from the two thousands and in the nineties. But uh, yeah, it's it's some of Corbin's most inspired work, and so I'll give him credit for that. But I'm still not trying to see him on the main roster. So I don't know. I saw a guy pitch to me, Monty. Someone said, "What if they do Braun and the Creeds versus Judgment Day in a six man?" And let me let me tell you something. Sounds like real business. <laughs>
0: I think Cody should adopt Ron Breaker. A him. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll see, man. i to figure it out for him because he's a he's a serious talent, man. Serious, serious talent. Serious somebody. Sebastian, 199, appreciate you. Any idea on which brand Big Andrade will be on? Hmm.
1: No, I'm not sure. Hmm.
0: Uh, I guess uh, most people assume Smackdown but we don't know so again we do not know. All right so let's um let's get into the huge news the huge uh quite disturbing some of the biggest like it has been one of the biggest it's been one of the biggest weeks in professional wrestling news especially since we've been around as Wrestle Purists you know the past couple of years or so um Yeah, it's it's definitely like the biggest news, but I'm not not sure if it's quite the busiest week we've been uh, because that that week at Punk got fired and uh, the pay-per-view and everything, that was a crazy week. But in terms of like the level, you know, like this was national news, this was like number one national, number one or number two national news in America. You know, this is, uh, you know, again, we'll go back to that point momentarily but yes Vince McMahon has resigned from TKO and WWE all roles in TKO and WWE as everyone already knows because you know this isn't this isn't right now you know it happened on what Friday yeah Friday yeah it was Friday I think um so yeah a former employee accused in a new lawsuit accuses Vincent Mann, uh I believe John Lion uh, WWE being complicit in sexual assault, uh sex trafficking and a whole bunch of pretty disturbing accusations and allegations to be honest. Uh details are very disturbing. Devil is definitely in the details the more you read um, I wouldn't recommend reading the nearly seventy-page lawsuit to anyone, to be honest, because it's, uh, as Doc said, very disturbing details. I'm sure many people have seen some of the screenshots of some of the truly, like, just weird, disgusting texts and stuff that were sent by Vince McMahon. Allegedly, and um, yeah, of course, it's it's all been unfolding as the week has played out since the lawsuit came out on uh, on Thursday. So after the lawsuit initially came out and uh, Statement was given to John Pollock of Post Wrestling by Anne Callis, who is Janelle Grant, the person who's making the lawsuit. Uh, She's her attorney, saying that basically Grant hopes any doors of secrecy have been blown off their hinges and that fresh air fills the headquarters. And she hopes that those at the company, past and present, who are in fear of speaking out about harm is a thing of the past. Mm -hmm. She wishes everyone peace. Uh, A spokesperson from TKO then made a statement saying, Mr McMahon does not control TKO, nor does he oversee the day-to-day operations of WWE. While this matter predates our TKO executive team's tenure at the company, we take Mrs Grant's horrific allegations very seriously and are addressing this matter internally. Um, Ben a Vince McMahon spokesperson later on that day put out a statement on behalf of Vince McMahon saying this lawsuit is replete with lies, obscene made up instances that never occurred, and a vindictive distortion of the truth. He will vigorously defend himself. Um also in the lawsuit he claims that the investigation that went that was conducted by, I believe, WWE and uh was it a third party as well or just WWE? Basically calling that investigation into Vincent McMahon a sham and uh, Janelle Grant was never contacted, even though she made it very clear that she would cooperate with any sort of investigation and do whatever was needed of her. Um, so Jeff Speed, a former independent board member of the WWE shared a statement via the New York Times reaffirming basically his confidence confident in the initial investigation. Uh, the quote was something like, I remain confident in our investigation, which included outreach to Mrs. Grant and engagement with her lawyers um and then yeah the, obviously it was all coming out uh all breaking of course everyone was having reactions to it everyone pretty much unanimously was completely disgusted and rightfully sober these allegations and like i said a few moments ago the more details you knew the more disgusted and kind of disturbed you were to be honest it was uh Something I, I genuinely do regret reading, like, obviously as being, like, a news aggregator and part of the media, like, of course you want to be informed on these subjects and stuff like that, but for me, reading the whole 67 pages of the lawsuit is probably something I didn't need to uh, do. I'm not saying it's, like, traumatized me or anything like that, but it's, like, what did I get out of reading those? Again, disturbing, just deprived details of that lawsuit, you know, Uh, other than being informed on the severity of it, you know, which, of course, is important. But I do think that the initial Wall Street Journal article, which was also somewhat disturbing to read through, uh, I think they covered the the gist of it pretty well, to be honest. So, you know, again, would not recommend reading that 70-page lawsuit. And uh, then the next day, Slim Jim, huge sponsor for WWE, huge, huge money maker for WWE, Uh basically pulls out of uh, sponsoring the Royal Rumble for WWE. Uh, this was first reported by WrestleVotes, and then it was confirmed via a statement to multiple outlets, such as, I think it was John Pollock again, Sean Ross I think, got the uh, same statement from Slim Jim when they pulled out of sponsoring the... Rumble and the statement was Slim Jim values integrity and respect in all of our partnerships. Given the recent disturbing allegations against Vincent McMahon, at this time we've decided to pause our promotional activities with WWE. This decision reflects our commitment to our brand values and responsibility to our community. We will continue to monitor the situation and base our future engagements on our values and what's best for our brand. Um, Sean Ross Sapp as well When he was tweeting about that he got The same statement from Slim Jim uh, Said that there was a There was another huge, there was another Big sponsor for WWE that was Under consideration of uh, Sponsoring or uh, working with WWE that then pulled out after The allegations came to light so uh, That's technically two sponsors That they missed out on uh, due to these Allegations and then Finally, well not finally of course But then Ultimately, Vince McMahon McMahon resigns from the WWE, uh, TKO, and all roles. Uh, Nick Khan sent out an email saying that, I wanted to inform you that Vince McMahon has tendered his resignation from his positions as TKO Executive Chairman and on the TKO Board of Directors. He will no longer have a role with TKO Group Holdings or WWE. Nick Khan. And then, of course... As many of you already know a lot of these details, Slim Jim uh basically resumed their mate, that wasn't actually the language used. I didn't say they were resuming their partnership. They said that they are re entering into the rumble. So whether that means they are completely resuming the partnership going forwards or whether it was just for the rumble and they're going to reevaluate things as more things come out and stuff, we do not know that for sure. But um Slim Jim, Slim Jim evidently did, you know, uh do some promotional activities to call them with WWE last night at the Royal Rumble. So he's out, he's gone. Vince McMahon is finally gone. This is definitely the final now in the coffin. Anyone who thinks that he's came back before, he may come back again, it's not happening. He does not, he does no longer have that power anymore. He is out, he's gone, it is over, he's never coming back. It is actually done. Good riddance. Vince McMahon has resigned. Of course, that does not mean that, oh, it's all rainbows and sunshine at WWE. Now, of course, there is a lot of details in the lawsuit that could uh, definitely incriminate a lot of people. Um, and we'll, I guess we'll get into that as we continue with it. But yeah, Vince McMahon's gone. It's done. It's over. He's out of here. It's over.
1: And there's a relief in knowing that, you know, it's not a final sigh of relief. And, uh, but there's relief it's it's the necessary first step it's not the final first step it's the, sorry it's not the final step to take but it's a necessary first step this is the only thing that should have happened like this is the only thing that could have happened as an outcome following what, what wall street journal put out uh the bottom line is vince mcmahon is a deplorable human being and mm-hmm. that has harmed people for decades and we've already known this in general uh, but the gruesome details by which uh Wall Street Journal outlined what he was doing to just one person, and we know that there's more people that he's affected because there's multiple NDAs that, that are tied to him. Um, it really just kind of laid it out there, and uh, rightfully put a spotlight on it, and and again, with this new supergroup of TKO, this is the only outcome that, that you could have done, and so uh, him resigning in disgrace for the second time, by the way, second time, um, yeah, it's it, it's the right it's the right move, and um, I got like emotional. I got a little emotional, to be honest, uh, on Friday, cause I just thought about it. And it was just like, I at the very least, and and here's the thing: this is not vindicating, and it's not even justice, because he he's lived a seventy-eight year old life, and mm-hmm. so it's like he won. You know what I mean? He had his fun. He got to enjoy millions and millions and millions, and eventually billions of dollars, and he got to use it to for. You know all, 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 of all of his vices and everything, but,
0: um, at the very worse least, than voices exactly, exactly a little bit worse than voices to say 100%. the least, one hundred.
1: But at the very least, knowing that he now no longer has corporate power and any type of working structure is is, 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 is good. So, um, yeah, good riddance to Vince McMahon. He should be rotting. Uh, he's likely going to be living a sad existence for the remainder of his life. Um, there's all kinds of rumors, Monty, about his family being estranged from him and him not having contact with his grandchildren. And it's like, it's, what a pathetic person, you know what I mean? What a pathetic. Even his own family, who you know, his his family, his his family members, like they're not all saints, but even his family. Uh, P- potentially don't have much contact with him and have to had to kind of back away from the guy, uh, just a piece of shit, just an absolute piece of shit. And, uh, so I, I my sympathies are with all of the victims of, of, of his abuse, anybody that even tangentially was negatively affected by Vince McMahon and, and just, just, um, just, just his nasty and predatory behaviors. It, 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 I, my heart goes out to all of them living and breathing. And, um, yeah, again, it's it's not the final step, though. It's like it's one of those things where it's like for some people, they want this to be a situation of, okay, the bad man is gone. Now time to enjoy my guilt-free wrestling, uh, knowing that everything is okay. And it's like the, the, the lawsuit outlined the situation and the reality that we're living in. And that's one where there's a cultural problem in WWE that allowed for this to happen. And I'm sure many people uh, underneath Vince in the power structure were afraid of Vince and maybe felt powerless to do anything because, you know, he, he was the head man in charge. But at the end of the day, there was a system in place that allowed for him to do this. And clearly people that took part in it, encouraged it, or enabled it. And so as a result, my hope is that TKO does their due diligence in identifying as many people as possible that were Uh, a part of this process and eliminate Mm -hmm. any of the misprocess, even if that includes people that I, you, or the fans are fond of because, and I said this on my space, Monty, it's bigger than wrestling. And, And look, I know for some people, it's like the reason, the real reason why some people are jumping to, okay, the bad man's gone. That's the end is because they're happy with the WWE of today. And they're happy with the product that Paul Levesque, for example, is giving them. And they they would hope they would hope that him or anyone else that contributes to this product that they enjoy are implicated because then it would affect their product. And to that I say, it it's deeper than wrestling. Bottom line, it's just deeper than wrestling. And so, again, I hope that TKO does their due diligence here. And if this is an opportunity to create a clean slate and finally move on from just the bullshit that's been going on in this industry, at least on this side from WWE side, then now it's better now than never. And it's better now than later. So I hope it happens. And, um, again, <laughs> uh, rest, uh, Vince McMahon could, could fucking rot. So, uh,
0: yeah. Yeah, of course we'll, uh, we'll be finding out, uh, how this all plays out the same time as everyone else, of course. Um, but yeah, the, these are just first steps, I guess. There's a lot of steps that are needed to be taken before, I guess, any any consumer can rightfully be satisfied. You know, uh, like like I was saying as well, it's far far from sunshine and rainbows. Just because, you know, the big the big guy at the top who was you know the main perpetrator, you think he's um he's gone. So um uh I guess we'll go from go go from that. To keeping it on the main subject of obviously Vincent Mann and getting into kind of the reaction according to PW Insider within WWE regarding Vincent Mann's resignation. So one of the things that caught a lot of people's eye was there is a belief in WWE that Endeavour may sweep out anyone close to Vincent Mann and his remaining team in order to have a complete fresh start for the company going forward. There were employees who exited the company, when Vince initially resigned, who returned when he forced his way back in. For those who remained with WWE post-Endeavor Purchase, the belief among those spoken with is their connection to McMahon may be a major negative going forward for their WWE status. So, um, obviously, people can speculate on whoever they want, really, when it comes to that and who those people may be, but I guess it's worth noting that um, when Vince McMahon forced his way back into WWE and back onto the board and you know, uh, he basically, he put himself, Michelle Wilson and George Barrios into, Barrios into board positions, which means that he removed, uh, Joellen, Leon's Dylan Jeffrey R. Speed and Alan M. Wexler from the board. Uh, and he also, two other board members resigned as well when Vince McMahon forced his way back in. So, um. Maybe those are some of the names that who he forced himself in with. Maybe they're some of the ones under fire. Maybe nobody's under fire because, again, as the report states, this is just a belief that something WWE do have. But well, um, I don't think it would be too surprising if some of the people that are closely connected to Vince McMahon within WWE are making their way out, you know, cleaning house or whatever you want to call it, a fresh start, as the report state As the report states. Um, yeah, we'll I mean, it wasn't
1: directly tied to this, but a lot of the verbiage, Monty, and the reporting surrounding uh, Kevin Dunn's resignation was that it was a matter of time and oh, he was a Vince guy. And so and, and a lot of those guys, you're going to see them start to to kind of like wilt away as the TKO thing continues and stuff like that. And again, this is not me jumping, even though I could, this is not me jumping and going, oh, it's because Kevin Dunn knew this was happening and Kevin Dunn is implicated. I'm just saying um similar verbiage and terminologies were used uh, to describe his resignation
0: yeah um there's also as well according to the pw insider report there's some in wwe hoping for Vince McMahon's resignation opens the door for Stephanie McMahon to return although others spoken to caution that it's not the same company that existed internally before Endeavor took over ownership so how she might potentially fit back in would not be immediately known so uh you know, even, even when you, you mentioned this, we well, mentioned this when Stephanie first, uh, you know, resigned and left WWE when Vince forced his way back in. You know, Stephanie's well-liked by many of the talent and just many people in WWE. So, but at the end of the day, with the level of this lawsuit that's came out and some of the details, and it, we don't know who knew what. And obviously, you know, Stephanie is quite close to Vince Man because he just happens to be, his daughter so who knows what she knew so we just again kind of uh, let it all play out but something wwe big fans of stephanie mcmahon yeah yeah that was the big thing that was stressed to me back in the summer of
1: 2022 is that she was very very well liked by the locker room the women's division like a lot of the women's wrestlers loved her and uh very much described to me as a morale employee because a lot of people would kind of like struggled to tell you what she was actually doing there of tangible substance, to be honest, especially by the end. But she was somebody that you could put her as the face of things at events. Uh she had the McMahon name and there was stability in, in having that, uh, to the shareholders. And uh beyond that, from a talent standpoint, they said that like when she'd be at a TV, which wasn't every week, but when she was at TV, especially when you got that Mc, that Levesque Stephanie Nikon regime of the summer and late twenty twenty two stretch. Um She'd be somebody that would just be there to just kind of make their jobs easier and, like, take stress off and just have fun. Uh, A thing that she apparently would tell people a lot, especially, like, after Vince resigned, was, like, let's just go back to having fun. Let's have fun, guys. Like, Let's not make this, like, a tough environment, blah, 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 blah. She'd play music and have, quote-unquote, dance parties uh, backstage. Like, she would literally just, like, dance around and, like, do that type of thing to cheer people up. Um, She was known to... um, She was really fighting for reducing people's house show dates. Uh, she She was fighting to add extra days off to people's schedules. I believe she added Martin Luther the King day as a day off. I think it was that, that was the one. Um, and a couple other ones. And so she was really big on that. She'd be big on confronting a consoling talent and something like, listen, if you're not feeling it right now, you can just take, you can just get off the road. And the reason why she was really big on that was because she personally apparently felt that way herself, where there'd be times where she thought wrestling was mentally exhausting and she'd be burnt out about it. And because of the the mindset instilled on her by her father, um, you know, even if you didn't feel it, you still had to do your job, but she uh, didn't really identify with that. And so she wanted to make it the thing where uh talent can just, if they really just don't feel it right now, can just inform everybody and, and then just be taken off the road for a period of time. And I believe it happened. with. I think it happened with Dana Brooke. I don't know if that ever got reported. I'm pretty sure Dana was just having some she just she, she was just having some struggles and and they, and they let her they let her get some time off. But anyway, the point is, uh, the talent really 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 liked her, and that's I'm just that's just me relaying what they say, and this has been corroborated by numerous wrestlers that I've spoken to personally.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, also keeping up with the uh, reactions within WWE. Um, The initial response to Vince McMahon's resignation was a mix of relief and happiness depending on who you speak with. There are some who felt that McMahon got what was coming to him based on the allegations in the lawsuit filing by Janelle Grant. There are also some who are glad Vince is now distanced officially from the company as he was, as one source commented, a black cloud hanging over everything even though he wasn't involved in anything. Um, It was also said that there was a feeling in WWE that once Slim Jim paused their sponsorship, there was going to be additional dominoes that foul, and Vince McMahon would have no choice to un- but to unceremoniously exit at some point. But his, resi- but his resi- resignation happened much faster than anyone in the company had expected even earlier that day. So, um, yeah, man, I guess the other reaction I wanted to kind of read out because it wouldn't be right if we didn't. Would be Miss Ronda Rousey. Miss um, <laughs> Ronda Rousey did a tweet on yesterday. It was yesterday, I think it was. Yeah, it was yesterday, man. Before the Rumble, uh, Bruce Pritchard is basically Vince's avatar. If he's still around, Vince still has a hand in the business. Vince was still running things through Bruce when he was quote gone before. So, uh, Ronda Rousey's reaction right there. I know she's not officially with WWE at the moment, but of course very recently. She was, so of course, you yeah, um, know, yeah, of course, he, of course, it's another reaction, you know, but yeah, that's the, that's the reactions. That Ronda Rousey's speak, man, it's, um, it's Ronda's Randa, definitely not scared to speak up about something. Sometimes those are things that I definitely don't agree with, you know, <laughs> but regardless of whether she's right, wrong, whether you agree with her or not, she's definitely not someone who's, uh, you know, uh, afraid to open a mouth when she feels like it's necessary, you know. So,
1: oh, she's very vocal and opinionated. She was vocal yes, when she was in WWE, and that second run, last few months, she would literally be like, "Yo, like, create uh, creative sucks," you know. Mm-hmm. She would say stuff like that, literally on on social media. Uh, so, so Ronda doesn't care. But um, here's the thing: I can <clears say> think <throat> up that creatively, she's not wrong in the sense that Bruce Pritchard learned from Vince McMahon and even within the company, they see it as Bruce is the avatar of Vince's philosophy with wrestling. And I can tell you Monty that Paul Levesque and the team that's currently exists at TV, right? It's a lot of people with very different frames of reference of wrestling. You have William Regal, Shane Helms, Bruce Pritchard. Uh, Michael Hayes, various writers, so on and so forth. and the way Hunter sees it is he wants different viewpoints of wrestling all in the same team so just so that the product can cover as many different bases and fill as many different niches as possible. and it was known by the it was known by by the office and by the brass that Bruce in particular was the Vince style style of thinking. and so creatively, he would try to implement the things that Vince would probably want when he was around. Now, when it comes to beyond creative, when it comes to, like, he's an avatar for Vince in other ways, I can't speak to that, obviously, but maybe Rhonda can. And uh, we'll see if maybe she wants to comment any further, but uh, I guess respect for her for having the guts to just put that statement out.
0: Uh, Yeah, man, Uh, as we said, very opinionated, whether you agree with her or not, you know, definitely not one who's uh, scared to say something. Um, but yeah, where was I going to move to next? You know, what, we'll take a quick, quick super chat break. Uh, Hush One Ninety Nine, appreciate you. Did Roman phone it in? He felt like a role player.
1: <laughs>
0: hmm. I mean, Final four way. Roman Reigns, not his favorite. Oh, oh actually, oh, I, I do. Have
1: Roman didn't want to do this match. He didn't want to do a four way. He has no interest in multi persons, and he also does not at this point want like. He has no interest, Monty, in changing his approach to fit a four-way. Because in a four-way, he knows he's going to have to be Moves Roman. And he's he he made it very quickly up, uh, clear up front, like, I'm not doing that. And I'm not doing a four-way. And then they needed him to do a four-way really badly. And he was just like, I mean, I guess. But, yeah. You saw, you saw what happened when Ro- – you see what happens now, Monty. But it looks like when Roman's out there in a match he doesn't want to
0: be in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Big star. <laughs> hush again, four ninety nine. Appreciate ya. Yeah. Uh, I lost some respect for Triple H. I understand it was a lose lose for him, but those answers felt way too dismissive to the severity of the situation.
1: We're gonna get he into it. Uh, he didn't
0: yeah. handle uh, glass door gamer two dollars. Appreciate ya. Hunter Hunter is WWE's officer number one. Triple H equals hush hush hush. I mean, okay. Uh, hush one ninety nine. Appreciate you I expect Bruce Pritchard to be out next. Even without this, I was expecting Bruce to slowly be phased out anyway, similar to how Kevin Dunn was, you know. Um, but yeah, I, I doubt this is going to slow it down, you know. Um, but we'll see. We'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Who? Who is? You know. Who is on the way out? Who needs to be on the way out, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Will Chisholm five dollars appreciate you? Would they? had got rid of Vince as fast if Slim Jim didn't speak out. Um, I, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm also not sure of when Vince actually resigned, you know, like in terms of like, was it after Slim Jim announced that they were pulling out? Was it before? Was it um, after Slim Jim pulled out but before they made it public? Like when was Vince, you know, what what was the actual timeline of events? These are things that probably should have been asked at the uh, at the presser, yesterday, but you know, we'll get into that as well. Um, so, Jizzle, five dollars, appreciate it. How can fans and employees trust that WWE is creating a safe atmosphere under Hunter without full transparency about what he knew and when? Very, very fair, valid question. But and uh, valid unfortunately, question. we didn't get the answers to that last night, did we? So.
1: Yeah. yeah, it's a concern that's very fair that many people have. It's, it, it's, it's, it's actually like many people have that concern in good faith, Monty, to be honest. And there's plenty of people who are like, you know, I just don't – I want to feel weird about watching this. Can you, can you insure me A, B, and C? And that's why it was up to Triple H. Last night was a big night for him, Monty. He could have really eased some concerns or at the very least made it clear that he took this serious enough – to outline measures to he, that he was going to take to prevent any issues like this happening, while also being at least slightly transparent about the process. And he did none of these things. And he answered it in, like, the worst possible way, in a way that leaves all this up in the air.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, wasn't good. Wasn't good. Bro, uh, blah bro, bro, you know, Ferson had a great tweet about press defeat, so... Yeah, he just put it out... Right. First and he's a, he he's very good at what he does, he's very professional and actually one of the few adults in professional wrestling media. Very much in admirable of what he does and the effort he puts in into the work that he does and he does take it very seriously. So you know, we'll, we'll just read out Brandon Thurston's tweet. Brandon Thurston of WrestleNomics on Twitter says, I respect everyone has different goals in wrestling media, but we get to ask only a few questions per month to WWE EVP Paul Levesque and rarely have access to any other executive. A sex trafficking lawsuit was filed, in, filed a few days ago against three parties, principal McMahon John Lawrence Notice and the company itself, WWE. It alleges trafficking and sexual assault, including kinds of instances inside of WWE HQ. But not only that, Janelle Grant says multiple executives, at least four who are anonymised and we can't rule out Levesque or Nick Khan are among them, had knowledge of the relationship between she and entry-level emplo- an entry employee and Vince McMahon, the CEO, and did nothing to intervene. Keep in mind WWE itself disclosed in 2022 there are multiple additional NDAs between Vince and other women whose stories we barely know anything about. Given the context and profoundly disturbing new allegations to ask the about any other subject last night in particular is disservice to the industry and the people in it. Even if further questions produce only bits of transparency or non-answers, those responses and the media's attention to the subject send a message to the public and business partners. If every question would have been about by far the most important story in wrestling this past decade, it would have sent a more resounding signal regardless of the responses. Instead, it feels like there's some headroom where WWE can evade questions about sexual misconduct at the company, a possible cover-up, and instead get to talk about the great business run they're on and how today's product compares to the attitude era. Having access carries a responsibility that sometimes matters less, but that's not mattered a lot. And half the questions to Leveque were about relatively trivial subjects. I don't mean to put anyone down. Many stories, including this one, involve complicated details if you feel unsure what to ask. I find talking with other reporters about possible good questions helps. My DMs are open too, and I had dozens of questions I could have shared. If you're afraid of losing access, I can only speak for myself. I've never been dissuaded before or after, and I think WWE anticipates what kinds of questions I'm going to ask before I'm called on, which they've done at each pressure I've attended. And ultimately, there are things more important than access, like transparency and accountability. Very well said, both random first. I don't know it was long, but it was definitely something worth my, reading because, again, very, God. very on the nose. You know?
1: My God. Too long didn't read. Ask better questions. Stop being afraid about asking better questions. I grill these niggas and put their feet to the fire, and they haven't kicked me out yet. Be better.
0: Yeah, man. and uh. I guess we'll do these last few super chats and we'll get into that as an entire subject, you know. Hamza says four ninety nine. Broke my ankle in two places on Thursday, had surgery on Saturday and wasn't enough to stop me from celebrating the cold. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear about that pretty bad injury it sounds like man. Um how did how did you do it, man? Pull it in the put it in the chat. And uh but yeah, man, a lot of celebrations for coding last night. Um Oh, it's just it's just <sighs> Grant Hudson for not in appreciate it. Hunter would have been better off saying no comment. Both Tony with the Jericho stuff and Cody last night responded better. I mean, I don't think Tony Khan's responses deserve a like um Oh that's how you do it sort of. Thing, you know what I mean? Cody's Cody's responses were definitely better than Hunter's and I think from as from a talent point of view his his answer was relatively, you know, like understandable if that makes sense, you know, like I wasn't, like after Cody Rhodes finished his answer, I wasn't like disappointed in him or anything like that. And again, mm. from a talent point of view, um, mm. I thought he answered as, I wouldn't say as well as he could, you know, there's not I I don't think the perfect answer exists in mm. such a situation. But again, I don't think he embarrassed himself in any way, whereas Hunter unfortunately did. And yeah. to be honest, I don't think Tony came out of that Jericho, well, it wasn't a Jericho press conference, but I don't think he came out of that, particular press conference uh, smelling of roses either to be honest mate so that's how I feel about those instances Uh, bro 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 499 appreciate it do you guys hear anything about the roster's feeling about Triple H's poor handling of the press conference haven't actually asked as of right now but that is actually a good question to ask so we'll see I doubt any I doubt any talent would go on record saying that though even if it is obviously I know uh, reporters don't straight up name, like, oh, this talent said this submitted by name, but um, even still, I doubt the talent would even kind of uh give reporters kind of the permission to report, um, you know, how they feel about Triple H if they are disappointed or whatnot. But who knows? You never know, you never know, who knows what'll come out about it. I'm sure Sean, Morgan, ourselves will also look into talent's reactions to that press conference, so you know. Um right, let's get into let's actually get into this press conference and I've been doing a lot of reading today because I think it's best to, you know, be uh brushed up on the right details and the right context and etc etc. So there's gonna be some more reading people, um, and I'm just finding the quotes I transcribed from last night on the Twitter page. Um and we'll just go straight to Triple H. Uh, I guess we'll talk about Cody a little bit later because, again, I don't think he's... I don't think we need to spend too much time on breaking down Cody's comments as much as Triple H is, at least. So, um, The first person to ask Triple H, the, Triple H directly about the Vince McMahon happenings of the week and the stuff that's going on was John Alba. So shout out, John Alba. Uh, John Alba asked Triple H how much he knew uh, about the Vince McMahon allegations and how it will affect WWE's partnerships going forward. And Triple H's response was, I'm going to do exactly what you expect me to do here. Look, we just had an amazing week. We just signed a 10-year, 10 10 $5 billion Netflix deal. The Rocks joining our board. We just sold out the Royal Rumble, put 48,000 people in the Tropicana field. I choose to focus on the positives. Yes, there's a negative, but I want to, keep, I want to focus on that and keep it to that. He is then later asked by Cam Hawkins, the ringer. Shout out to him. Uh, what procedures are being done to stop employees being taken advantage of? And his answer was, I'll give you the most generalised answer that I can. Everything possible. Yeah. And that is very important thing to us, a very important topic to us. It's as simple as everything possible. And... Um, Brandon Thurston, who we have just shouted out and just mentioned just now, uh, he asked Triple H if he read the lawsuit against Vince McMahon WWE and what his reaction to it was. And he claims that he didn't. He said, I did not. I think Cody mentioned it. We all found out in real time when you were. And that's the truth. I'll go back to what I said before. This is an amazing week for us and I just at this point, I don't even want to get bugged down with the negatives of it. I just want to focus on the positives and where we are going. We're at the most exciting time of the year for us. We're at the most exciting point to me business-wise that we've ever had. I think Cody might have said, I don't remember exactly how he said it, but the best positioning of this company since the Attitude era, I've been through that era, I understand what it's like, I feel like we are in the middle of something that we might not be able to put our finger on it now, but 5-10 years from now we're going to be saying, wow, what a time that was, I want to focus on that. Um, Honestly, quite quite is an understatement actually, just flat out quite said quite again, just flat out embarrassing. Um And if you cannot answer in detail and give the transparency that, of course, us as consumers and the media and the fans all want, then although it wouldn't have satisfied what we wanted to know and what we feel like we need to know as consumers, he definitely would have been better off just saying, uh, you know, it's an ongoing issue that's being looked into and I can't comment on that right now. Uh, rather than the approach that he did take, which came across as dismissive and just being like, oh, I don't want to focus on the negatives. Like, you'd say that if, I don't know, Zelina Vega tweaked her ankle in the Rumble or something, you know, like that. That's that's like the negatives, you know, when you kind of talking about things like that but this isn't just like, oh, the negatives of the show and the negatives and the positives I want to focus on the yeah, positives. This, like, this is biggest situation that we're dealing with. Literally the beat it's, again as first important. mentioned in his tweet it's literally like one of the biggest news probably the biggest story of the decade. The most powerful man in the history of professional wrestling who was ran professional wrestling for what the past 45-50 years or something. Mm-hmm. Um undisputedly the most important figure in the history of professional wrestling has just resigned which that in itself as I mentioned in my tweet when I was ranting in that thread last night, that in itself is just enough to completely consume and uh, take over like any press conference, you know, but then you add in these depraved just flat out disgusting details and then it's it's even bigger than that, you know, it's it's a whole thing. Again, it was literally as I said earlier at the start of the party, it was literally like number one, number two news in the US. And <laughs> you've got Hunter just being up there being like, you know, I don't want to focus on the negative stuff, like, bro. Be please be serious and if you can't and you don't want to talk about it and you've been advised not to talk about it or whatever the fuck, then just Again, he wouldn't have satisfied me at all, and I wouldn't be sat here happy saying "well done, Hunter" or anything. But to say, I guess you know, no comment. I can't talk about that right now because the way he came across was very like dismissive, and you know, again, just chalking it up to I don't want to focus on the negatives is quite ridiculous. And you know, it's not like I don't have an agenda against Paul Levesque, Triple H, um, you know or anything like that. I think you guys who listen to this channel are very well aware of that. Um, But again, just an embarrassing performance from him. And going into the press conference, everyone knew, and he definitely knew, and everyone at the company, and everyone at Tico, and everyone knew that that press conference would have been judged based off of Triple H's performance in it regarding the Vince McMahon questions. And quite frankly, he... Embarrassed himself, the company, um, and just, again, just Connie, he just came across as dismissive, really. He just it just was not good. Will, uh, apologies, I went a bit long, but floor is yours, <laughs> I guess. This press conference was awful.
1: The way the media handled it and, and didn't jump to follow-up, ask follow-up questions was terrible. Uh, the fact that we got—I I, want to say—four questions to Paul Levesque that had nothing to do with this situation is awful. Like, how the fuck, when this is going on, are you going? What do you think, Hunter? This era, of the attitude era. Go, go fuck yourself, you know. Uh, and, and then, worst of all, is, 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 is Paul Levesque himself. In a space I was in, Monty, I pointed out how it's his job to be a fucking leader and go out there, face the music, talk to the reporters. And ensure that WWE, if it isn't if it isn't already, uh, will be like me- that. Measures will be taken to make this a safe environment, and 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 among among multiple things, you know. He failed to do that. He failed to um, properly address any of this. And again, the way you, you already said it for me, like his answers were awful because he did the whole like. Uh, yeah, man. Look, I just want to follow, focus. We did. We had a great week. You know, we had, we had so many good things to happen this week. And I want to focus on that. You know, I can't really. Uh, you know, I just want to focus on that. Who? I don't give a fuck what you want to focus on, bro. I, I like nobody.
0: That's, mm. that's
1: like you know what I mean. Like, I don't give a fuck what you want to focus on, bro.
0: Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't matter like how what you want to focus on, or like, what you matter. want to enjoy talking about, like in a situation like this. It, it genuinely it doesn't matter, bro. Like, sounds like what are
1: you do. Putting his hands on his ears, like he's just like, ah, can we just talk about the rumble? No, no, no. We no, we we cannot what happened what did you know about what did you know about what was going on with your father-in-law you know w- what the fuck did you know why did you what happened in the, in the time between you voting you you being a part of an, a unanimous vote to uh, from the board of directors in December 2022 to hold him away from coming back and then in January when he was forcing his way back you then voted him back in what happened there why did Stephanie McMahon resign why didn't you and, and that and that Monty, you forgot the one part. He said he didn't read the, the fucking 60. I, did,
0: I read I read all his quotes. I didn't forget oh, okay. it. it's just, I don't I didn't stop. You know what I mean? I just read all these quotes, all his answers one after said, another. So
1: he said he didn't read it. He's either lying, yeah. or it's like, or he's admitting that he prioritized the smackdown rundown over reading this document that maybe he might be at least tangentially implicated in And it's just like you can't pass off the you can't pass off SmackDown to William Regal for a fucking day and focus on like the biggest scandal your company's ever faced. You know what I mean? You don't think William Regal can handle what happens to Santos Escobar in segment three? It's it's absolutely ridiculous. And 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 again, if you're gonna give non-answers, which like you said, like it's not gonna make people go, oh man, you nailed the hunter. But like, there are so many other better ways to go about doing a non-answer. I could write a fucking PR statement for him right now. If you ask me, this Monty and, I, and he and they they said Paul needs to say something when they ask him about this. He could literally say, "We take the situation extremely seriously. We take we we, we take the allegations by Miss Grant extremely seriously. WWE is, is a place that we ensure is is taking all the measures needed to be a, a safe environment for everybody involved. And while I can't comment on. I, legally, I cannot comment on on, on the on the details of, of the matter. I can tell you that uh, it's something that that we are all looking at. Just like,
0: something. And thing, that's generic PR corporate. Yeah, corporate. That, and it, even like, like from a company level as well. It's like TKO, WWE, um, Endeavor. You know, just it just seemed like Triple H kind of went out there, not prepared. Like obviously he was prepared in the sense that like he knew that that question would come up. You know. Um, those questions would come up, or at least some form of those questions would come up. So obviously he kind of knew what was coming, but he did not come across at all like no, he was prepared. Um again, so even if you don't want to do the no comment thing that like we mentioned, terrible. which again wouldn't have been satisfactory, but it would have been better than what we got. Like they could have done a statement at the start of the press conference that was, you know, I guess something similar to what you just like you just thought of off the top of your head, you know. What's <laughs> some form of statement about it or just pretty much anything other than what he did without getting ridiculous. Do you know what I mean? And,
1: and I want to add this, Monty,
0: because C- Seahawk,
1: Cam- Cameron Hawkins uh, asked him, of the ringer, he asked him what measures will you take yeah. to ensure the safety of your employees in your company? And he said everything. Everything possible. And Okay, Paul, Monty, you know what a reporter following this should have done? A reporter following this should have done, Paul, earlier you said you will take every measure needed to ensure the safety of WWE, but you did not elaborate. Can you speak in more specific terms what that would entail and what would have to be done to to ensure this? Because you just gave a very vague and broad answer. You th- there's such things like follow up questions. That's the job of these reporters. There's nothing that should be talked about at the Scrum of Triple H except this situation. That's the bottom line. I don't give a fuck what type of content creator you are. If you're not, if if this is above you, then why, then don't even go. Just don't go. Stay out of it. Don't raise your hand. Don't be there. Sit this one out. Be at the next fucking uh, press conference. When this situation is going on, either you do what you have to do and show some guts and fucking pursue this situation try to get as much out of this guy as possible. It should be a full team effort by everybody in that room to do that. Or you get the fuck out of the room. Because anything else you're going to ask is something that'll probably, you could probably ask you're in your shitty little fucking YouTube podcast. That's the bottom line. Who is trying to hear in that moment, is this the most activity roster yet? That's not an actual question. That's not an actual question. He couldn't even it have an is. answer to that. He, he, he was like, uh, I mean, I mean, look, there's a lot of talent, you know? And uh, yeah, the Addison Arrow is interesting. And, you know, I mean, we got to maybe, maybe in a couple of years, we'll uh, have an answer about how good this arrow was. And, uh, you know, I don't know. What are we doing? He's running out of the clock. He's running the clock out, and you're giving him the opportunity to do so. Yeah. Everybody should be, even if the first few answers are basically non answers you can still press him in a different angle and hope maybe he get a different, a, a different answer out of it.
0: A non-answer at the end of the day. a No comment or a non-answer or not being willing to address a certain question in itself is something. You know, it is, it is, it is still something, you know. So, Shame. Um, always always ask the question, man. It's so, John Pollock, John Pollock did a thread on it after the... The very eventful, especially for him, USC press conference the other day. Um he, he kinda of did a thread very similar to the sort of threads that have been going around today. Um about just all, he always ask the question, man. Like, even if you're gonna get no answers, even if you're worried about the reaction you may get, always ask the question if you truly feel it's an important question. Whereas, you know those, uh, you last know night it was very clear what the important questions were.
1: Oh you know that you know the reporters following Thursday, you know what they basically were doing? Hunter's sweating. He looked visibly shaken, right? He's sweating. They ran to his corner, basically, and they're, like, flaming it. They're fanning him. They're fanning him. They're wiping the sweat off, and they're, like, take it easy. Take a deep breath. Drink some water. Okay, now here's the – here is a lollipop. That's what they're doing. They're giving him a – uh, they're giving him a fucking lollipop. Why are you there?
0: <clears throat> it's not um... – What purpose do you serve? It's, it's tough, but I guess – I guess like, the last thing I'll say on the media's approach will be I guess I'll do a, I'll do a rundown of the. I did, uh, it was like six in the morning, bro. <laughs> I was just kind of sat there after the press conference and uh, he kind of just. I, was, I guess I was just winding myself up about it. Um, although it did genuinely kind of like trigger me. Quite a bit. I'm going to stop you real so quick. I went on a... I'm going
1: to stop you real quick. I'm going to stop you real quick. Why did Steve Fall, after Nick Houseman asked Cody Rhodes about fencing, man, why did Steve Fall grab a mic and go. Ah, oh, well now to a not to a nicer question. Go fuck yourself. What is wrong with you? What do you mean to not a called, nicer not, question? what are you
0: talking him? about? It's, uh, it's not the first time that he's he's not come off a great uh, press conference with WWE. So. What is wrong with him? Yeah. Um again, kinda I'll just kinda summarize what I was the Points I made in the rant that I went on at six o'clock this morning, but a lot of the points kind of already covered in what first done definitely articulated probably a lot better than I did and uh, what Ibu was just saying now. But it is just really frustrating, uh, watching these media scrums. Like, as a fan, it's frustrating. I can understand how frustrating it is as a fan, but like over the past couple of years now, that I guess we are classed as wrestling media, like we are, it's pretty simple. Um, it becomes even more frustrating because like you know when it's bad and I'm not I'm not expecting it to be amazing professional or anything especially judged off what we see these days but when it is bad especially at the level that it was last night you know full well that it's going to come back on all of wrestling media whether that's fair or not um, is obviously another question but that's not really the uh, topic we're discussing right now it doesn't really matter and wrestling media already has a shit reputation as it is. Um, but yeah, that, that scrum, the media, a lot of the media members performance at the scrum last night was, uh, it was embarrassing yet again. And it's not everyone, which somehow makes it even more embarrassing because there is people in the room that are trying to get the real questions in. Like we've mentioned, Alba, Thurston, uh, Cam, Hausman. whether you love him or hate him, he's definitely not scared to ask a real question, um, you know, and then those questions will be followed or as Eboo mentioned, by some bullshit. Like, someone will ask a real question, which will open the door for Triple H or whoever the person is to be pressed. And then the next person will just ask a softball, sometimes a kayfabe question. And it's just embarrassing being a media member, seeing your peers, which I use very loosely, do this shit, you know? And I just wonder to myself, how is anybody who sends the email or falls in the form applying for a media pass, sees what's unfolded this week with WWE and Vince McMahon and, the, and think it's remotely appropriate to ask about anything else whatsoever. Um, as I mentioned earlier... The fact that Vince has just resigned is enough to completely consume at least the Triple H part of the media scrum. Never mind all the disgusting details which I definitely don't want to get into. Um, Triple H, as Ibu mentioned, he went up there and he pretty much just spoke freely for like 10 minutes to get started and the very first question is about the Netflix deal and it's just like, what what are we doing? What are we doing? And again, as Ibu mentioned, if if your mindset is, I'm not the person to ask that, I don't want to be Dave Meltzer, I don't want to be the Wall Street Journal, that's not me bro, or whatever the fuck then, on a week like this, more than ever, when real questions really are important to be asked and answered, don't. why are you there? Why? Please tell me, why are you there? Like Nobody's paying you to there, nobody's got a gun to your head forcing you to be there. If you are just there to be a content creator, you can still make content, go into the Royal Rumble, make your little shitty vlogs or whatever the fuck, set your tripod up in the press conference, do all that shit, whatever the fuck you do. You can do all that, but you don't it doesn't mean you have to put your hand up and ask these dead empty questions that nobody needs to know the answers to. Especially, and basically potentially taking the chance away from a real question being asked. It's, it's embarrassing. It's like Tony Khan, right? He'll like his scrum's will go like
1: nine hours. You know what I mean? But Paul Levesque has a very short window. He has maybe a half hour. He gives like five five people questions. Why are you taking up space and being one of the very few if you know you're gonna ask some bullshit?
0: You know what I mean? It's ridiculous, man. And it's like not, not see only- when people are oh they're scared to lose their access or they're scared they'll scared to lose the free merch or whatever. And I guess in better words, as Brandon Thurston said, my point was like I'm still yet to hear if anybody in wrestling media being told you cannot ask about this thing or that thing or anything at a scrum or never heard of a media member being banned from a press conference for asking pressing questions never heard of it as far as i'm aware it's never happened other people in media have said this as well um it don't happen so if you are one of the people who think you know which is a lot of fans that i see if you are one of those people who think oh well they're just scared or lose access that that may be true for some of these people but it shouldn't be i don't know why it would be because and it has it would be based in nothing it'd be based on nothing
1: my, so it, it doesn't make no sense Thurston has been at multiple WWE press conferences. Every single one of them, he's asked serious questions. He's asked about Vince in past conferences. In the Elimination Chamber, one in Montreal, he asked Paul Levesque about Vince McMahon. And what happened to him? Nothing. So if he has the guts to be an adult and ask a real question and to not get punished for it, then why can't you? And if the answer is that's just not my lane, like you said, just don't be there brother let's be real let's, let's really rip the band-aid off a lot of these dudes monty that are hyped that were bragging about getting a press pass realistically they're just marks flaunting their access to wwe and they're happy they got a free ticket to the rumble and listen if you want to be one of those people and you want to just celebrate that you got a free ticket to the rumble then just be a full-on mark why are you pretending just go there fly to the show watch the show have your fun with your friends and then get the fuck out of there without 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 diluting a space that should be occupied by adults.
0: Yeah, and Thurston touched on this in his very, again, very well, better articulated tweet than anything I can say or read out. But maybe I'm just fucking insane or just, I don't know, um, old school, lost, just not with the times, bro. But for me, at least, when you apply for that press pass, Or media access or whatever the fuck. It does come with some responsibility, and you know, eight nine times out of ten, there won't be a huge issue hanging over a press conference where you need to really like get the right answers that you know that the public really want to know and press the right issues that need to be pressed. Most of the cases you it will be a pretty easy it will be pretty easy for you in that regard, but that means you still have the responsibility, and if you are attending the scrum, especially on a week like this that has unfolded the way it has, you shouldn't be leaving it to leaving it to someone else. Or, oh no, it, those the questions will get asked by Brandon and John Alba and Nick Howes. like, no, that should not be your mindset to it. Um, if you can't accept that responsibility, but that's what comes with being a part of media that gets the chance to ask these executives questions, the rare opportunity to ask these questions from the media on a week like this, just, just don't go, man. Just don't go, just go to the next one. If it's not, you know, surrounded in controversy or something, or if you are going to go, don't please, please genuinely, please, as a member of media and I don't get to go to many press conferences, obviously because I'm based in the UK. If you couldn't tell by my accent. Um, So, you know, I did go to all in last year and uh, I'll probably go this year um didn't have the wwe access for last year's events of course we'll try and get in for this year uh, as we get bigger and bigger and get more clout or whatever the fuck Then you know maybe there's better chance of us getting that wwe media access but you know it's not when i when and if we do get it i'm not going to be so i'm not going to be up there softballing triple h you know i can i can guarantee you that from now you know and um it made me laugh because a lot of people like part for me simply asking Soraya if she's gonna like defend the women's title and stuff like that. And it's like some media members are even scared to ask like questions at that level, you know. But, like it's it really is just again being a part of. Wrestling media and knowing that this kind of it does come back, it does reflect on all of us. And I can I can say that that oh, that wouldn't be me if I was there and all that sort of shit. All I, I can say that until my face turns blue, but I wasn't there. I didn't have the opportunity to ask the question. And I'm just sat in my chair now on a live stream with a bill of wrestle purists, just embarrassed of the way the media handled it. That's not uh, last night. Barring Nick Houseman, John Alba, Brandon Thurston, and Cam Hawkins. So shout out to them. Uh, but anyone else who asked the question, genuinely, genuinely, an embarrassment, and I can't stretch that enough. And I know I've seen a a lot of people. Look, I'm not going to mention people by names, uh, but I've seen a lot of people kind of like, you know, like a, one one person got piled on quite a lot, and there was a lot of people are like, defending her, like, using some of like the absolute weakest excuses of like why she shouldn't have asked about why this person shouldn't have asked about this question and etc. etc. But it's like, there is real, really no excuse for it. And at the same time, no, but none, none of those media members deserve to get singled out and like, oh, this person didn't ask the right questions because it was definitely more than one. There was multiple people in that room, multiple that had the opportunity to and ask the right questions that didn't take them. So this person did not deserve to be singled out and dog on on the timeline or anything. But at the same time, Anybody who had the chance to ask Triple H a question about Vince and WWE last night and didn't take it is an absolute embarrassment. All of them, that, that person included. So, you want to hear something really funny,
1: Monty? Because I, I had to look up what what Steve Fall asked Cody Rhodes. Because not only did he dismiss a legitimate question that was asked before, which was essentially, you know, you know, what's your reaction to the Vince McMahon situation? And that's what Cody was asked, and Fall basically buried this by going, well. Let's go to a nicer question here. He did that, and then he asked the most fucking moronic thing. Because you know what he asked Monty? He said, "Are, are you?" He asked me this challenging Roman Monty. How did the Rumble end? Cody pointed at Roman. You know the answer to this question. You're wasting air. You know the answer. It's again,
0: embarrassing. It's just it's just embarrassing. It's just embarrassing, man. That's that's all. That's as much as I can really say on it, to be honest. In terms of like a uh, my opinion, in a few words or less, because I know I've been talking quite a lot on this show, but it's just it's just embarrassing, man. And uh, one thing I kind of want to point out a lot of the I know Nick Halsman, like especially in like the recent months and stuff, like. Whenever he asks or does anything in wrestling media, especially from like the Twitter side of things, like there's like a certain stigma, and he's a divisive character or whatnot. And when he, because he asked Cody Rhodes, he was the first person to bring up the Vince McMahon and WWE stuff and the lawsuit at the at the uh, at the media scrum. He was the first person to bring it up, but it was when Cody Rhodes was up there and people asking, huh, what what why would he ask Cody Rhodes? He shouldn't have asked Cody Rhodes. It was unfair that he asked Cody Rhodes. And da, da, da. Um, all I'm saying is. As a member of media, it's like when you put your hand up at those press conferences, you don't know if that's going to be the only time you get to ask a question. So you need to make your question matter. You know, you need to ask the most important question that you feel like needs to be answered in that moment. And there was a similar, there was a similar reaction when um, I think it, I believe it was Kevin from PWI. So shout out to him. When he asked Tony Khan about the Chris Jericho thing, when Julia Hart was up there with him, and a lot of people were reacting to that, like, oh, he, he was taken away from Julia Hart's spotlight and Julia Hart's time to speak and stuff like that. And it was just like, you don't... When you get given that mic, regardless of who's up there, you don't know if that mic's going to come back round to you. And in many, many, many cases, it does not come back round to you. And unfortunately, that is a lesson I learned the hard way at All In. That was my first uh, media scrum. I and he's it's like... Soraya was up there talking I had my chance to ask Soraya a question and uh, quite a lot of people said it was a decent question to ask Soraya but if I knew that would have been my only chance to ask a question because those fucking media scrums at AEW are very long if I knew that was my only chance to ask a question I would have asked Tony something probably a bit more important but I wasn't really aware of course like I said it was my first my first time so um, then, when Tony Khan was up there at the end taking questions my arm was up that long with my hand it was hurting, it was aching, I had to swap arms and stuff, like I wanted to ask a question, I was desperate to ask a question, but the mic just didn't make its way back round to me. So that may have been the case for Nick Housman last night, where, you know, obviously a lot of people, especially with these the divisive reputation that he has, a lot of people would definitely be expecting him to ask anybody about the Vince and WWE allegation. So that was his one chance to ask a question and he felt like that was the most important thing to ask at that time. And uh, the fact that Cody was up there and Sam with Kevin with the Julia Hart-Tony Khan thing, it doesn't really matter who's up there at the time, you know, because, again, it might be your only opportunity to ask the question when there's an important issue such as there has been this weekend, it needs to be asked about. So, you know, and uh, yeah, that's that's kind of what I wanted to just bring up regarding kind of people wondering why talent when talent are up there, these questions get asked and uh, from being a fellow media member, that's kind of the perspective I have on it because you, you don't know, you don't know, Eboo, obviously I know you've not been to a scrum, but like <laughs> you'd, you'd think that you'd get more than one opportunity, especially at the AEW ones. So, you know, that's, uh, that's kind of where I fall on it, you know, mm-hmm. it's been a week, it's been a long week, any not a very long weekend weekend. Cody stood at he caught up the ropes
1: and he pointed to Roman Reigns. And the camera panned to Roman Reigns. <laughs> and Roman Reigns held his belt up. The camera kept panning back and forth between Cody and Roman as Michael Cole screamed loudly: Finish the story, Cody. What inning are we in now, Paul? And this guy, Steve Fall, had the nerve to go, fuck that guy's question. Who are you facing at Mania, Cody? You
0: are a stupid person.
1: Hmm. Useless and stupid person.
0: It's very unfortunate, but since, we, uh, since we're talking about Cody and since I just brought the Nick Houseman thing, well, we'll get into Cody Cody Rhodes' comments on the situation, which which we've already highlighted. Uh, we're definitely... They weren't perfect, you know, because like I said, there is definitely not a lot of flawless perfect answer in a situation like this. But his answer was definitely more thought out, felt more thoughtful and genuine than anything Triple H said. So uh, Nick Housman asked Cody Rhodes about his reaction to the Vince McMahon lawsuit slash resignation and what changes he thinks should be made to avoid things like this happening again. And also, Hausman did mention that obviously Cody Rhodes has the perspective of an executive as well from his time in AEW, and of course, he is—he's the top babyface in the company. You know, he's the face of the company. So his reaction, his reply was, "That's a great question. I know, as far as the news is concerned, we were finding out reading it the same thing that you guys were reading, and you said a dark cloud certainly. As far as TKO not and the board clearly took it very seriously, acted immediately." and looking at the future i don't know the answer to that and i think somewhere is a really basic tenant of just this crew more than ever from a roster standpoint is very family i've never seen anything like this most of the time wrestling locker rooms are fighting talking trash about each other making fun of each other sandbagging each other in the ring and all that nonsense this crew is very team based and perhaps that's the ingredient is everyone looking out for each other and being accountable and i know for me as a performer I've been through dark periods in our industry before and it might sound cheesy, but it's very reinforcing if you're in my position that it's a time where, hey, we've got 50,000 people out there. I want to give them something else from this week and that isn't just terrible situation, terrible news. And I think we were able to do that. Obviously, as news more news comes out, we'll be seeing it just like you do. So that was Cody Rose, Ibu. Definitely mm-hmm. not quite, again, not perfect, but definitely nowhere near as... Uh, disappointing as Paul Levesque's answers.
1: No, he. Uh, what we learned is that Cody Rhodes is more media trained than Paul Levesque. And uh, I thought that was a serviceable, as serviceable of a non-answer as you can give for somebody who's not culpable in the situation and has no power to actually affect on a business side, what's going to happen here uh, for a talent. I think Cody did a pretty decent job with addressing this and uh, God bless him. God bless him. Cody Rhodes is is a true top guy in more ways than one. When it comes to making the towns, when it comes to doing his job, when it comes to being over, uh, when it comes to addressing serious situations, when it comes to make-a-wishes, uh, this company, I don't even think they realize how invaluable he is. Uh, so, yeah, that's kind of my perspective on Cody Rhodes.
0: He's a... Uh... Like you said, he's a very, he's a very strong top guy to, uh, you know, he's just kind of the quintessential top. I don't don't know, Cody's, for me, I've said, I think I said this a few months ago and I don't know if we, we might not have even been live, you know, but I just think for WWE and the type of company they are with the platform they have and everything like that. I just think Cody Rhodes is genuinely like as close to a perfect baby face. For them to be their top guy as you can get really in 2024, he's just you know I know I know a lot of people a, a lot of things that like kind of the more excuse the pomp purist kind of roll the riser regarding Cody Rhodes is the exact sort of things that make him so perfect for the role, um, you know like <laughs> the kids dressing up as the American Nightmare and stuff like that. He's like, all the little things like that, man. He's just very. Uh, he comes across very fa- he comes across very you know family friendly as a top baby face and just uh a very good represent a very good face to represent WWE you know so yeah man Cody Rhodes brother <laughs> Cody Rhodes man um I can't log they get kind of a, kind of got fired up earlier. I'm <laughs> now a like, lot kind of coming down um but yeah you boo you know, but there's a uh, of what of There's been all kinds of news, of course. Obviously, today the main focus was the covering the Vincent Man resignation because we haven't like, like I said at the top of the show, we didn't like fully like cover the Vincent Man thing. Like this is the first video on the channel that says Vincent Man's results from WWE. You know, so we wanted to make sure that we got covered that with you guys. Uh, Triple H's comments, as you could tell, I had quite a lot of things to say about that. As did Ibu, and uh now. We're just going to kind of hang out for a little bit. I don't know much time you've got here, but, you know, we're just going to kind of chill out, hang out, take some questions, talk about random things. We're not going to do like a full-on Rumble review or a weekend review. We're just going to kind of loosely talk about things. And obviously, as many of you already know, Reciperious Worldwide tomorrow, we're going to do like a proper Rumble review and we'll do our weekend recap and the more traditional show there. But this is more just uh This is now where we're just live streaming now. You know what I mean? You both so. Sort then of, you know what, um, my, we'll
1: do this on air. Can I, uh, can I, can I, Can you move over? Can I get the driver's seat real quick? Can we, can I can I switch over?
0: What do you mean? <laughs> uh, it depends. Because if you're going to start, because, here's the there's, deal. A cert, there's a certain someone that you wanted to invite on and it's not happening. No, no, I didn't mean that. <laughs> no. If you mean steering the conversation, I think that's fine.
1: Yeah, no, I, I listen, listen, when it comes to talking about nothing, I'm a monster. You know what I mean? You are. Back, you are back good. Aside, these. <laughs> listen, these these six hour marathons in the middle of the night. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this is where we officially transition to the Russell Pierce uh, Sunday Hangout with Backup Bang Hang Man. And uh, like Monty just said, folks, uh, feel free to ask us whatever you want to ask us uh, because uh, we're gonna hang out here for the next little bit. I, I think I'm gonna do
0: thirty minutes, Monty uh but five right, minutes we got we got a few super chats so should yeah. we get started with those
1: yeah let's do that let's do that and keep them coming guys again we're not going to um in in detail uh uh review the rumble because that's for tomorrow and just just so you don't waste money on a super chat um i have not gotten to collision yet if you want to tell me about a match feel free to but when it comes to asking questions i have not seen collision so uh that's that's kind of the deal with that uh i will i will say that i i'm excited to watch it because uh between brian danielson Eugene got it and then cage match it's uh it looks it looks pretty it's good but... show, bro it
0: was a good time man. it was a good time i had it i had it on then i caught up on some of it but not all of it so i've got a loose you know a loose idea of what happened and some of the big highlights but yeah it was a good show Collision watch, man but uh, anyway it's Cepito. Uh, 4 appreciate you. Don't want to focus on the negatives. Bro, the negatives are about the well-being and safety of your own fucking employees. mm mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. Uh, Will Chisholm, $4.00, appreciate you. Do y'all think TKO's PR team is telling Paul how to answer questions better? Absolutely not, because I think he would have done a better job than he did last night. Um... And TKO, I know TKO is a new company, but like you know, Endeavor still employed Dana White after videos of him smacking his wife with surface and stuff. So, you know, Endeavor isn't exactly like the moral perfect corporate company by any stretch of the imagination. But I do think if you know if TKO were saying like, "Yo, this is your statement, and don't detract from this," then um, I think he would have had a better performance than he did last night. Um, Mascon eighty four one nine nine. Who's worse at pressers, Triple H or Dana White? Dana, Dana. White, hundred percent, bro. Like I know Triple he, H was embarrassing last night, and we just got into it, but like Dana, Dana, White Dana White is. Uh, Dana White's,
1: he 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 fights people that just ask him difficult questions. Yep, and even his, if they uh, and, 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 and he actually bans people from his things.
0: He's, like, he's been known to like bury fighters and stuff like that as well. Like he's just he's 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 bad. Ah, uh, he's. he's... I've, always, I've said I've said for a while here yeah, that like there's not many people in sports that I genuinely feel like a legitimate like hate towards. Um, one of them's Antonio Conte, and if you're a Chelsea fan, uh I think you may be able to relate. And another one is Dana White because I just I just think he's a genuine. Piece of shit, like I know. There's a lot of piece of shits that I don't hate, like hate, like. But I don't know. There's a something about Dana. His, his arrogance and stuff. But It's really just I don't know. He just it just triggers me. Well, anyway. Cody Wills, one ninety nine. Super chat's working again. Support Wrestle Purist, love Yeah, man. Appreciate your support, and would appreciate anyone else's support who wants to send some super chats in. So yeah, man. Keep them coming. Appreciate you, Cody or a heart, $10. Appreciate you as always. Paul may never be asked about Vince in a live public setting where he has to respond again, ever. Can't imagine being in that moment and asking is it hard to have a stacked roster? Frustrating. Yeah, it is very frustrating. And you know? as I've brought up as first and brought up as he brought up, it's uh, very limited chances we get to ask these questions, man, or people in media get chance in a room to ask a WWE executive anything. So, you know, it's... Uh, when it unfolds in an embarrassing manner like it did last night, it's very frustrating, bro. Very frustrating. So Jizzle, two dollars. Appreciate yeah. you. Shouts, shouts to Bailey, Morame, Lady Frost, and Deeb. All very good wrestlers. Hush, four ninety nine. Appreciate you. Will Punk be full time or is he still part time at all? Yeah. As a big fan of his, it was a bit of a struggle to watch him. He needs more reps for sure. Yeah, what are you thinking, so- Uber? Punk's going to be on a lot of the
1: TVs coming up. He It's not going to be as infrequent as it was from Survivor Series to the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, wanted, they wanted it to be still kind of novel until he got some got his legs underneath him and got to do the Rumble. Uh, but you can expect him on much more TVs now. Uh, Punk is... Um, he's the type of guy... I'll tell you this. Look, he... Uh, however harsh you guys may think, people can get on punk when it comes to his performances on uh, on social media just know that he is 10 times harsher on himself than anybody and uh he's going to continue to do what he needs to do to tweak his approach uh to um to be the best version of himself and regarding his performance i can say this even though i'll, I'll say more tomorrow regarding his performance what i will say about punk even notwithstanding the fact that he clearly uh, hurt himself is that um, even as some of his physicality wanes, and it has apparently begun to do so over the last year, I want to say at least, uh, he's still one of the smartest wrestlers I've ever seen. Mm. And because of that, I never really worry about Punk in ring. And I know that he'll figure out a way to get by and do what he needs to do to produce matches that are are are, are very good. Uh, so with that, uh, yeah, I just, I just trust Punk. He's a smart wrestler. He
0: He does a very, very high IQ when it comes to storytelling and just laying out matches without having to physically be a spectacular athlete. Um, So, you know, we'll we'll see how he plays out for him. Obviously, all Punk fans will be hoping he kind of, um, you know, gets into a nice groove, you know. Uh, Jay Stone, $10. Appreciate you, brother. Watching Triple H visibly unprepared was cringe. Agreed. How hard is it to come up with a default statement led by legally? I can't comment. Saxton tried to get him out of there at one point long. <laughs> yeah. It was. Um... Again, no, we've already, we've already been over it front and back. Uh, I'm not trying to like, get triggered again. Um, but yeah, he, he just wasn't good, man. He just was not good. It was not clear. Cool. All right, Ibu. You, you got the wheel, bro. What 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 we talking about?
1: <laughs> talk um, to me.
0: <laughs> talk, talk to me. What are we talking
1: about? You know what? Let's start with Cody Rhodes. Because okay. Because this this piece of shit, Monty. Uh this this, this guy who for the record he skimps out on my pay. He like pays me like weeks late. And uh and he just takes like a, a percentage out like he's Paul Heyman. But uh, you know, he thinks I don't know about it. I you know, I just I just let it slide. But um here's the deal. Here's the deal. been flinching <laughs> for a month now, right? No,
0: Rock- no, we're not doing this because you are at, at times, and even you know, you know, we're friends and everything, and we talk mm-hmm. a lot, and you know, you know, I like, I'm in your corner as long as you don't embarrass me too much, you know. <laughs> and it's like there's times, bro, where if you're unsure of something, like because you have definitely been flinching, and we're not allowing you, and the chat will not allow you to get that I- off. But you have not been flinching. You have been flinching, but you have not just been flinching. You have been flinching at quite embarrassing levels, if I have to be very honest with my (laughs) fellow co-hosts right now. Quite embarrassing levels, like genuinely embarrassing, because he has like these visible panic attacks through Twitter that we we see unfold in real time. It's really quite worrying. Like it starts with one tweet and then it unfolds into like five or six. And the most recent one was like I think it was like Friday. He was like, guys, I'm making peace with the fact that we're getting Rock versus Roman. And then he started tweeting about Dwayne. And then he started tweeting about this. And it was just like, he was going through it for, for us all to see. You know, uh, he was just tweet, tweeting through it. I think the term is used. <laughs> he was flinching, bro. He's been flinching the whole time. He, he started flinching when The Rock showed up at day one. He was flinching probably a little bit before then, to be perfectly honest with you guys. But you want to know who hasn't? been flinching, you know who's stood ten toes down, standing on business, made my prediction early, and even when it looked shaky, even when people were telling me, like, yo, you're coping, yo, like, you gone crazy. Like, how can how can you still think that? And even our own audience, you know we boo. People in the live chat, our own audience telling me that I'm coping and that I need to like be real and stuff like that. I said, and this is well documented because of I've made a point of having a strong stance on this situation because everyone else is telling me I was wrong. I've said multiple occasions that Dwayne The Rock Johnson will not be wrestling Roman Reigns this side of WrestleMania. It's not happening. It's not happening at Elimination Chamber. It's not happening, obviously, on the weekly TV show, and it's not happening at WrestleMania. Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns will be the main event of WrestleMania 40-night 2. And guess what? Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes is definitely going to be the main event of WrestleMania forty, night two, and Dwayne "The Rock" Johnson is, without it being like officially confirmed, is ninety nine point nine percent probably not wrestling this side of WrestleMania. So I get a few things wrong when it comes to like match results and stuff like that. But you see, when it comes to the big things, Ibu, uh, uh-huh. I'm not a scoopster, but predictions. I don't really miss, bro. I just well it's when it funny, matters, you know. It's,
1: it's, funny it you matters. Say, it's funny you say that. I get that to the mortal human eye, it looked like I was having a panic attack, but real, real people know what I was actually doing. I was never tripping about Cody Rhodes winning the Rumble and finishing the story. <laughs> yes, you was,
0: man. <laughs> Shut up! I'm not letting you do this. Fuck up! On this great great, channel, (laughs) (laughs) which we have built on
1: honesty. Here's the thing, you know what, (laughs) what I was doing, Monty, was I, real people would notice that I was using the energy of the universe and I was channeling it to reverse psychologize and affect the trajectory of the results. You feel me? It's
0: no, nobody it's... F- nobody, nobody hears you, nobody feels you, if nobody you're... understands you, nobody can see what you, you're saying. Dude, bro, you... evidence it's is reverse. out there, evidence is out there, fan people, no. someone said it in the chat, someone said it in the chat, where is it? Ibu, you've left the paper trail, that is true, that is definitely true, if anybody on Twitter would like to DM the WrestlePurist page now with links to Ibu's tweets, I will pull them up on the screen, but I am too lazy to go digging for them myself. But our DMs are open, I believe. So
1: Listen, if you okay, want to produce the
0: type of trial, I will just, bring you up on screen.
1: Any ev- any evidence used against me is either AI or it was me using my juju. You know, I'm an African man. You know what I mean? We got some we got some tricks. You know what I mean? Y'all don't know about it over on that side. We got some we got certain tricks we do. You know? There's a phrase called Lamin Bachul, which directly translates to
0: the actual translation of that is. The the this tongue, this is the, the tongue is bad. This what? is toxic gaslighting.
1: It's not gaslighting. I'm I'm trying. A
0: misrepresentation it. of the facts.
1: And
0: this is this is this is a, you're disgracing yourself right now, Ibu. It's no, just, I'm not. You you. The, the one of the worst thing is Ibu. You know, get a bit closer for this. You of the worst thing Back is, is you're Ibu you're ever too... No 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 no. I'm getting it in your face to tell you this. You like, of the worst like, thing br- is. There's, there's no need for you to be lying like this. No one's asking you to, bro. Who's, asking, who's Who's making you lie like this? You could have came on here, you could have had your Cody Rhodes victory lap, and you could have found some enjoyment in the fact that you was literally sweating, crying and throwing up about the fact that Dwayne The Rock Johnson may be taking Cody Rhodes WrestleMania main event away from him, and overcoming those odds and those doubts that you had to have such a big win of Cody Rhodes going back-to-back, Winning two Royal Rumbles in a row to face Roman Reigns in the main event of WrestleMania 40. You could have had that victory lap, but you didn't do it, Ibu. You decided to come on here and lie to me, to the people, to, to everyone. I just, I, I, why?
1: Anybody that's denying my process
0: is racist
1: against me and my culture. <laughs> that's the truth. That's the truth. You are racist towards the Senegalese people. Because I am explaining to you my process, and you are dismissing this process as waffle, as lies. Has have I ever lied to you guys? No. I'm an honest man. Probably probably
0: multiple instances. He could have had a victory lap about how he was right about there's no MJF, no Sasha, and so that's that's my second was it Ocar was it who was Okada?
1: Monty, I tweeted, I said for the WWE fans that are excited about the Rumble. This wasn't me trying to ruin anyone's experience or spoil. I'm just trying to make sure y'all don't look crazy. I said, there's no Sasha, uh-huh. there's no MJF, uh-huh. or Okada. Uh-huh. All people, to varying degrees were, were were speculated upon in terms of being at the Rumble. And it was one of those things where people were like, oh man, like, you know, cause, cause everybody's favorite nondescript scoop accounts were hinting towards these people. And the fact of the matter is they just weren't coming. And I was trying to make sure they don't look crazy. And in these tweets, Monty, I said, if you want to realistically get excited for somebody, and I'll be honest with you, Monty, here's where I lied. I worded this in a way where it didn't seem like a spoiler because I don't want people saying that I was spoiling them. But guess what, Monty? I knew damn fucking well that the following people were going to be there. And I listed Andrade, Jade Cargill, and Naomi. And what do you fucking know? Andrade, Jade Cargill, and Naomi appeared last night. And you know what's the craziest part about this, Monty? Is that 465 people. (laughs) 465 people bookmarked the tweet. You know what that means. Dumb niggas were waiting to quote me. They were going to yep. jump me. They
0: were, they were waiting, bro. They were People waiting. Were, they were waiting like, like hounds. <laughs>
1: they were waiting fucking bloodhounds. And guess what, Monty? They couldn't hit me with anything because I was right. And when I called it out and I pointed out that you're not going to get me, niggas started unbookmarking the tweet. I started checking. That number started dropping. 460. Mm. 458. 454. Mm-hmm. Keep bookmarking, nigga. Keep, keep fucking on bookmarking. If you want to <laughs> talk about someone that doesn't miss, it's not you. It's not Carmelo Hayes. It's Eboo of Pierce. Mm-hmm. I'm going to answer right now. I'm going to answer right now. No more free scoops, nigga. We will set up a paywalled service to give you guys information, but until then, Feel free to DM and cash at me. You know what I mean. <laughs> just, you know what I mean. Just, just DM me if you have a question. If you have a question about what's I mean, happening, anyone
0: wants to. Bro, there's more. There's more than a. At this point, there's not more than a handful of people that Russell Pierce had talked to. You know, talent from different companies, people and creatives and That's- stuff like that, coaches and shit. So you know that, that that If you want to cash up any of us, you can always cash uh, up. Always uh, accepting uh, cash ups.
1: Here's up. the thing. here's the thing though. If y'all niggas want to know what's going on with AEW Creative, you know what I mean. <laughs> if y'all niggas want to know what's going on in that Revolution card. Y'all want to know the card order. Y'all want to know the big angles. Y'all want to know full spoilers going up until the summertime. Hit me up, forty dollars. You know, boom, <laughs> boom. You got it. You know what mm-hmm.
0: Uh, a lot of people are saying, like, oh, everyone knew about, like, Andrade, Naomi, and uh, whoever else. and It's like, yeah, a lot of people, did, uh, definitely not taken away, but a lot of people assumed and predicted that. But the difference is, is that, like, we actually knew. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like, it's, it's, it's different to assume. It's like, a lot of people assume Rey Mysterio will be back. Do you know what I mean? No one would have called you crazy for making that prediction last night, but he didn't. You know, so uh and obviously there was always a chance that Andrade was uh debuted like as a like by himself, do you know what I mean? And not in the Royal Rumble. So um again, we and also we did know about those I'm, I wouldn't know how to kind of like report full on spoilers, so like it was something that I stayed out stayed out of this year with the Royal Rumble stuff, just kinda of, Mark Johnson's like in his prime. When it's Royal Rumble time and WrestleMania time, it's when PW Insider is definitely worth subscribing to their elite thing. If you, you if you are like you know, I know some people are just flat out not willing to pay for any scoots and not even sign up to select or observer or anything. But if you are, you know, a person who's partial to spending a little money on scoots, PW Insider's select around WrestleMania seasons usually well worth the subscription because, as last night proved. Mark Johnson was putting in that work, brother. He was finding he found out loads of spoilers from Jordan Grace to Naomi and stuff like that. As in like fully knowing and getting it confirmed. Uh we we found out about Jordan Grace literally like twenty minutes before it was reported. Um And uh yeah man, it's like Mark Johnson again, just Mark Johnson around Royal Rumble season, he's as good as it gets when it comes to Royal Rumble coverage, you know? So uh,
1: GN, GN said
0: that I said, Tony Khan was working
1: overtime to get CM Punk unsuspended ahead of All Out. I can tell you this, GN, it is a legitimate fact that Tony Khan was exhausting as many options as possible uh, uh, when it came to possibly retaining CM Punk's services before having to make this decision
0: to ultimately fire him. That's why it took a week, man, because it's like, all... when, when you look at when, when Sam, the terms that CM Punk was brought back under, uh, when he came back to AEW after brawl out and stuff was basically like, in theory, CM Punk actually because of the incident with Jack Perry, at all in CM Punk in theory should have been basically fired like on the spot, you know. But he wasn't, and as we just mentioned, Tony Khan was looking at like, surely there's another way, you know, surely there's another way, but yes, yes, there wasn't, and he wouldn't have got much backing in that regard and it would have been like he didn't it's not exactly like it was a unanimous happy decision that he brought CM Punk back in the first place. Never mind if he would have done it again after uh after how things played out, you know. So yeah Tony Khan definitely wasn't jumping at the chance to get rid of CM Punk as soon as he came up. So that was that. Glizzy King four ninety nine. Appreciate you. Any word on who will replace uh, Kevin Patrick on SmackDown for commentary. Still not heard anything, it's but I'm not- sure we'll find out pretty soon. All I know is that it's not Michael Cole. BQ bro, Chris, two dollars. Appreciate you. Appreciate appreciate you again. Um, might you just cut promo with the uh, I man, that wasn't even a promo, bro. That was just that was le- that was legitimate. You know, that was the Ibu being told that he, what he needed to be told. You know, it's. Monty, I've been, I've been, I've been,
1: someone asked me today, just, I checked my Twitter and I got, I got a DM inquiring about this, asking what scoops I can get with $3. What do you think is a $3 level scoop?
0: Um. I'm no, I'm sorry, I'm I'm getting, I'm getting sent receipts. (laughs) Oh (laughs) no. People have actually DM me. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'll tell you what. To the individual that asked me, I can tell you if it's true or not that Malachi Black refuses to do jobs for three dollars.
0: <laughs> oh
1: man! Well, wow. uh, three. If you say if you cash that me three dollars, if you cash that, if, if you DM, and I'll give you my cash tag, and you give me the three dollars, I'll tell you if Malachi Black turns down doing jobs or not
0: dude look at look at these look at all the you know where where? Is, how can I share my screen uh, share screen window uh, make sure my DMs aren't open and there it is alright so here we go shout out to Andrew for sending the DMs
1: what
0: the fuck of recipes. On the 27th of January yesterday, and Roman Reigns, please put over Cody Rose. Look, what is wrong with you? Just do the right thing. Um, <laughs> Ibu, what are you doing? Making? Well, no, hold on. We need to go to the main. Making peace. There it is. Making peace with Roman versus Rock. Um, you was taught talk- you was reacting to tweets talking about Cody Rhodes having sadness in his eyes um <laughs> someone tweeted you saying don't let OIBs win and you said it is what it is someone said what are you doing you said I'm making peace um so you're a liar boo <laughs> you definitely you definitely there's definitely a chance that you could get some fines here um this person isn't because it's from someone you don't follow that's weird. Um, I
1: was going to say I I, I think I followed
0: both of these people Uh, Anyway Anyway. It is what it is Making peace, making peace Look at flinching, literally flinching Look at this (laughs) Look at this Dan didn't even want to Look at you praying Using the the white guy praying (laughs) to Donald Trump meme You know (laughs) And uh, Dan left a note saying He had me thinking Dwayne was there So I'm snitching him out and you have every right to do that. Dang. So thank you for bringing this evidence to light. I, right. Ibu has been exposed. Um, Hush 199. Big Rome can still do the funniest thing ever.
1: He'd be a really bad person if he did it. He'd be a really bad person.
0: Hush 199. I appreciate Is it true, Jason? Is it true, Jason Jordan's boozer? Maybe
1: I don't he, know.
0: He is not. Who knows? I, I don't know. Um would, would. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, Bob the Builder, $5 Canadian. Steve Fall kinda puts a bad reputation kinda puts a bad reputation for wrestling media as Mark My Head. He has a history of this. He asked Priest if Bad Bunny was next with him. I mean, he was also the person who asked the infamous Tater Swift question as well, so
1: Didn't he didn't he uh, ask know if he could touch Again, him? I don't
0: know. It's, this isn't even really what I want to be doing, any, because it's like like I said, every person in that room who had the opportunity to ask a question is an embarrassment. And we've already mentioned Steve for by now a couple of times, which, you know, I was kind of avoiding from doing. But the live chat already did it. he brought him up as, you know, for the, uh, the nicer question, embarrassment. It's a, it's right it's a, with you, know,
1: you know, Monty, with both of us. We, we're not adversarial and antagonistic towards media members. We Well, we try not to be. Try not to be Russell Pierce as a whole. Russell Pierce tries not to just have an antagonistic or adversarial relationship with other members of the media. However, scrutiny and criticism is absolutely fair in a like this. Yeah. That's just the bottom line.
0: And yeah, it's the best way of putting
1: it Yeah, that's just the bottom line.
0: Um, Berkey, when well, I not appreciate you, as always. Sad to see EB turning to low-tier guard. <laughs> Do you know that is?
1: you know who L T G is, Monty?
0: No. Oh,
1: Oh, I might have to send you a clip of him one day.
0: I'm old, I'm old, bro. Like, <laughs> He's a I, Bro, I used to I used to like, run events at, like, a hot nightclub, you know? And, like, I was... You, were- you know, bro, I was doing my thing, you get me? Like, and this was only a couple of years ago and now. Like, I'm only 26, and it's, like... I feel, like, 10 years older than that person. Like, I'm not up to date with music and shit, you know? It's oh, like... I, I, I'm, 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 when it comes to like being up to date with like the latest rap music and what rappers are hot now and who's you know and all that and all that shit bro, like i'm i'm washed like bro. so washed bro, like, bro. It literally used to be a big part of my job you know what i mean because you don't want to be booking some shitty djs in it you know but, you know what i realized amanti for me it's like
1: I was in certain situations that kept me up to date. That now that I'm now that I'm not there and people don't do it for me, I don't realize that I'm behind. Like, like I'll, I'll mention something to my brother. My brother's like, bro, he's not even like hot out here like that no more. And I'm like, really? And he's like, yeah, bro. Who the fuck is talking about rich the kid? And I'm like, laughing or something. You know? uh, and I'm older than you, but like, fucking, bro, he's he turns what 22. He's 22. And he makes me feel old as shit because of like when he you know what it is also? He knows all the big Twitch people. I don't know these fucking Twitch streamers. Yeah,
0: that, that's one as well where it's we're like, these- all these streamers. I know I know the obvious a like, lot. Obviously I know who KSI is and Logan Paul and Oh I was you know like, I know I know I know adding Aden Ross is, Aiden Ross, you know, mm-hmm. like I know who they are. I've, I've never watched an Aiden Ross video like but um I used to watch KSI when I was like in school. I remember when KSI had 10k subscribers, bro. Like, that's how far back I got. KSI been uh, around that long, <laughs> bro? KSI's been around for for, for, for yeah, like, over easily over a decade. What's say Easy, bro.
1: I learned I learned who Kai Sanat and Speed were like four months ago from my brother.
0: I think now. I think a lot of people did. Like, they had huge years in terms of like rubbing, Abilities. Yeah, because I can't say I've known about Koi and Speed for, for years or if like that, but yeah. they're definitely some of the biggest Streamers in the world right now. So, anyway, yo, these comments, uh, Monty, we got to read these
1: comments now since we're just hanging out. This is so funny. Someone said, uh, someone said Monty's still banging Rockefeller records, me too. <laughs> and then someone said, you <laughs> the modern Jay Z. I, yes, I do. Yes, I, I maintain that Jay Z never fell off, but you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I love Jay, bro. He's, he, he's not... Uh, he, he he hinted at dropping this year, so we'll see how that goes. I might might have to make rap here. I'm
0: platinum again, baby. Anyway, yeah. um... Will Chisholm, five dollars appreciate yeah. Will Jordan Grace in the Rumble, is WWE working with TNA? If so, will it be main Russell or NXT? Well, uh... I guess the best I can give you is what Andrew Zarian said on Twitter. He said he reached out to WWE and said... uh, I think it was Zarian. And basically, WWE said there's no extra plans as of right
1: now so uh. it's because it's he said that's what he said which like would seem realistic but jordan contradicted that twice both last night and then today on two different socials on twitter and instagram she basically was like that's not the last you'll see of me and then like another one she was like i'll see y'all again or something and it was like okay and then shane helms quoted one of them and was just like bring gresham with you next time which was probably a joke that one which is kind of amusing um but yeah, like, on Twitter and then on Instagram, she basically just, like, tagging WWE and just like, I'll see y'all again. Like, like, this is not the last you'll see of TNA. So...
0: Say, maybe, maybe she'll be
1: in the Rumble again. <laughs> yeah. what, do you, what do you think? Because Kyrie and Oscar are now the women's tag team champions. Yeah. And, like, the best shot these fucking dead champions are going to have at, like, having some level of life and interest. Yes. What's the biggest possible match that they could have at WrestleMania? Because, to me... It would have to be them versus like Bianca versus Bianca and Jade slash Naomi. But you can't pass up on Bianca versus Jade to me. So let's say Bianca and Jade are out of the picture now. And we know Becky's going to be occupied with Rhea Ripley. What do you, who do you throw at Kyrie and Asuka then? And, And I asked my, I asked my timeline this, Monty. And the best answer I got that I actually really liked was Team TNA versus them.
0: Naomi and Jordan Grace. That would be really cool, yeah. That would be really, be really cool. Cool. yeah. I'm I'm on board with that, hundred percent. Um, of all women involved, you know. <laughs> um, Masfan eighty four one ninety nine appreciate Ibu Dark Rivers is a bigger bag getter than Muto. <laughs> Even yeah. I know about this one, bro. Man, the dark Rivers <laughs> staying in the game. <laughs> you know, just...
1: Won a champion, another big
0: contract, by <laughs> That's
1: How insane this is! He won a championship. He won a championship with the Boston Celtics in 2008. They then made it back to the finals in 2010 and lost. And then for those next few years, with that same core unit of players, failed to advance back to the finals. Doc eventually moves on to go coach uh, the Los Angeles Clippers. Very talented team. Doc has the cloud of winning 08's championship. The Clippers never fucking make it past the second round in the 2010s. Doc Rivers goes on to coach the Philadelphia 76ers. Once again, good team, considered a championship-level team, losing the second round every fucking year. Doc, at this point, by by basketball fans, is seen as an overrated fraud who can't win, it, win the big one, and yet teams, what happens about these teams, when, when teams feel like they're championship-level, they go, oh, we need Doc. Doc is going to get us, and it never works. And then after the Philadelphia run, it was like, all right, this dude's just fucking done. We we, we, we figured out that he's done. And he, he was a commentator this year, Monty. He was a commentator. And halfway through this year on commentary, the Milwaukee Bucks, who are the number two team in the East, by the way, they, they fire their coach. And I was like, what's going on here? And they're like, yeah, we want Doc Rivers. And everyone's like, what? Like, what the f- What?
0: Funny sport. <laughs> Funny sport. But, you know, Doc Rivers. <laughs> Getter, as Mavswan says, he's a big bad girl, you know. So, <laughs> Shout he's out to the
1: highest paid coach in the league. It's like, what
0: the fuck? Cody Wills, 199. Appreciate it. If WWE and TNR are working together, Tom Phillips for SmackDown. No. I think that's how <laughs> promotional partnerships work. you know. That would be funny and pop me. Uh, Caden Lee, 199. The wrestling nightclub looks stinker. Uh, I mean, many are saying this. <laughs> um, the The wrestling nightclub. If those of you don't know, it was something I think it went viral on TikTok or something a few weeks ago. When, uh WWE's former Aaliyah was booked to DJ at, at one of the events this past week, and then obviously there was a few clips. And the clipper I saw, you know, Aaliyah looks like she's having a good time in the DJ booth, and she but like, you know, as as again to touch on my. My, my previous nightlife career it's like I, look, I know i know it's ratios and i know it was obvious in this video but there was like no women in it but like i know it's ratios like like that from like video recording and it's like <laughs> bro there's literally like there's like however many people visible on the screen and there's like there's, like, one female, like, in the distance, in the background, and it's just like, Jesus Christ. Um, but, yeah, the wrestling nightclub, be when you're going. Never. I don't, I don't 100% believe you. Andrew, 199. Sorry, baby, you had to get exposed. You had me scared. <laughs> Very well said. horse. 199 appreciate how much I'm... How much on who is AEW bound or WWE bound? Uh, obviously, you know when when we start the one hundred and fifty dollars a month Patreon Wrestle Plus page, we'll have all the uh we'll have all the scoops, you know. So <laughs> sit tight, people. William Rob, Rab Rab Rab. Uh, excuse me if I'm pronouncing it wrong. Junior two dollars. Dave confirmed Brock was to work Dom and Gunther. Mm -hmm. Mm, and yeah uh, but that's something that we didn't even really touch on bro like why we didn't touch on it obviously um, WWE talent is mentioned in the Vince McMahon lawsuit you know uh, being I guess involved in some way in this in Janelle Grant basically being used as like a negotiation tactic for Vince to essentially basically trying to pimper out to Brock as part of the negotiations for Brock's uh new contract and the lawsuit doesn't name Brock. I believe it says a former UFC champion and top the WWE star. But the Wall Street Journal independently did say that that is uh, being said to be Brock Lesnar. And of course, um, from the description in the lawsuit, it's very limited options outside of Brock Lesnar, who he could be. So, you know, and obviously that's a very dark cloud hanging over Brock Lesnar. And um, he was... Well, reportedly he was he was pulled from the rumble. He was meant to be coming in the rumble and then it was uh it was reported that he will not be part of the rumble and it was maybe because of his implication in this lawsuit. And then you know, it was reported that this was another spoiler by Mont Mike Johnson man. He was he was an animal yesterday. <laughs> um He he basically reported that Brian Breaker is essentially taking Bright Lesnar's spot. And that's basically what he did, judging from what we saw. He, uh, the presentation and the way that Bron Breaker came in and got eliminations and stuff definitely felt like it wouldn't have felt out of place being brought, uh, brought Lesnar's spot. So, um, yeah, man, he created a great opportunity for Bron Breaker, which we was really happy to see. Breaker came in at like, number 20, did a lot of power spots and stuff like that and just looked like a beast out there. man. And uh, then it was reported the day after, that, you know, um, as this as this super chat says, Dave basically said that you know, um, Braun Breaker basically replaced Brock. All, all the spots Brock was going to do eliminated who Brock was meant to eliminate it and got eliminated by who Brock was meant to get eliminated by. Who this super chat says Dave's confirmed Brock was going to work Dominic Mysterio who eliminated uh, Braun Breaker and uh, I'm assuming gone for WrestleMania. So obviously. Uh, Brock Lesnar in any sort of match right now is not really something I'm jumping at because this situation needs to, you know, we need some clarity on this situation, how they're going to progress forward and, you know, who, who's going to be remaining with the company, who's going to be disciplined, who's who, who's done what, you know, we don't know who's guilty of what at this point. So as more information comes out, maybe I will be a bit more open to seeing Brock wrestle again. But at the moment, Ibu, I'm, I'm in no rush. oh sorry
1: yeah yeah uh, i don't know why i just blanked out there i was like <laughs> yeah here's the thing um they have to do the due diligence and to come to a conclusion on there but it's it's looking less and less likely that we're going to see brock anytime soon if not ever uh, and so with that being the case and i'm going to ask this to joe holbert later <laughs> what do you want to see Gunther do at wrestlemania because it's looking like his options are Bron Breaker, Chad Gable, Sheamus, who's actively calling him out, but he may just be shooting his own angle.
0: Um, Maybe Andrade.
1: Yeah, <laughs>
0: so what I'm seeing here is a, a post-wrestling report, which was I'm assuming John Pollock, but that's mm-hmm. just an assumption. Post-wrestling, anyway. Uh, Brock Lesnar was set to work with Dominic Mysterio at Elimination Chamber. So, uh Yeah. Obviously, Dom eliminated Bron, so maybe maybe Bron gets that spot, I don't know, maybe to bring Bron in, as you said, look, you know, Bron's going to be hunting down the Judgment Day, maybe tomorrow at Raw, so, you know, maybe he's the next, maybe that's how they get him over, you know, that's how that's how they introduce him big to the main roster audience, that like he just kind of runs over the top heel faction, you know, but um yeah, we we're happy to see Bron Breaker, although it did come out unfortunate circumstances. Yeah. Wait, well, uh, I'm sorry. What did you say? <laughs> get off your phone, bro. said it's good to see Bron Breaker, even Uh-oh. though it was in negative circumstances. Right.
1: I, I I thought I heard that right, and then I misheard her, and I was like, wait, what's unfortunate about Bron? Yeah, dude, it's, it's awesome. Bron Breaker, as you know, man, we've been pushing for this guy to get called up for, for years now, right? And um, I'll say this: twenty-twenty, his rookie year, he was awesome, right? His second year was looking kind of shaky, and in that third year, him doing this kind of badass Braun Breaker deal with with the heel gimmick and the Dominican beard, uh, he's really found himself fully as a performer. And as an athlete, he's so explosive. He's just he's just fucking staggeringly like, like fast, right? And um, yeah, man, it's just good to see him. He was he was, he was wrecking havoc. He's one of the highlights of the entire show. Jade Car-
0: Wait, Was it Michael was it Marco Cole or Graves or someone who was on commentary? He was like, Bron Breaker's been recorded hitting 23 miles per hour when he comes off the ropes. And he was just
1: like, This is yo. wrestling. <laughs> like- yo, yo, uh uh Pat McAfee never never seen Bron Breaker before. And he's hitting the ropes. He was like, he was like, whoa, <laughs> whoa! <laughs> he was like, this guy's a beast. <laughs> and he's fucking, you know, blitzing around the place. Uh yeah, man, Bron's tremendous i'm happy he's finally called up he did a uh, an exclusive interview with WWE after the show where he broke kayfabe and got emotional and he was just kind of like yeah man i'm just really happy to show that i belong on the main stage on the main roster and i'm really happy and he said that like his focus is on the judgment day and that he's gonna he's gonna target judgment day and he's gonna go for every member of the judgment day so we'll see how that goes but listen I'll happily take Judgment Day segments where it's Braun breakers, you know, hunting down Dominic and spearing him through barricades over Judgment Day segments where they're doing comedy with The Miz and R-Truth. Uh, so if we pivot there, I will take that. And um, yeah, man, again, I'm just curious what they do with Gunther now, because B- Brock was yeah. going to Gunther. And if Brock doesn't get that match, do they do Braun or do they go, fuck it, we'll do... Günther versus Gable or Günther versus Sheamus—two options that are absolutely available if they want to still do it. And um, yeah, yeah, you know, we'll see what happens. Günther already broke the record. He broke the record for the IC title back in fucking September, you know. And no one's gonna pass him. I don't think. So at this point, it's like it's like candy, you know. I, I almost feel like he's only holding this belt at this point until they're ready to take the main one off Seth. So. Uh, we'll see what happens there. I actually do think Seth Rollins is the person that's... I mean, I,
0: I do think is the
1: one that's going to beat Seth with the World Heavyweight Championship.
0: All right, um, all right, so Dave Meltzer, via the F4W Daily update, he writes that there was a number of changes made for Mania in the last few days. The way it was explained to me is that it involves the creative plans for Brock Lesnar and the domino effect... When, he, when the decision was made at the last minute to not have Lesnar on the show due to the lawsuit. Lesnar's plan creative last night was filled by Bron Breaker. Pretty much his point of entry, eliminations, and how he was eliminated were all planned for Lesnar. The Lesnar creative, which at this point he's not going to be with unless they decide they would bring him back, was Lesnar versus Dominic Mysterio in Australia and Lesnar versus Gunther um, at WrestleMania. Whether Bron Breaker gets those matches is not clear yet. So that's what Dave is reporting in the daily update. Mm. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. And uh, Dave is also obviously in that in that part of his daily update does flat out say that he was removed due to the allegations. So um, that is no longer just a fan assumption that he's actually been reported. It doesn't mean it's factual, but reported. And, and nobody
1: asked Triple H about this at the press conference.
0: Yeah, Brock wasn't even brought up. bro. crazy. Um, Why was
1: Brock not at the thing? He would have to crazy know, and, and he'd put it put him in a position where he'd have to acknowledge the situation and be like well Brock was implicated in the Wall Street journal report oh so you read it
0: yeah he but yeah, but it's like you, you wouldn't he wouldn't even done that bro he would have um it would have took the ultimate cop out answer of just like you know brock Lesnar was never announced or scheduled you know no no, I think, uh, I think
1: you'd say I can't comment
0: yeah so I don't oh, know man. Uh but yeah, last chance for super chats people because we are wrapping up. We've got six, so you've got a couple minutes to get them in at least whilst we read these ones out. So uh last chance people get those super chats in and we're gonna wrap it up. Bruh <coughs> bruh four ninety nine, appreciate it. Big Gunt. Not really he's not really in a ladder match at Mania, right? Um not anything I've heard. They
1: they may do the, a multi person ladder match at WrestleMania, not for Gunther. And um I think it'd be disgraceful to waste his uh, abilities. abilities. Yeah,
0: that's fuck that's that, that, that's that's sure. that's not really happening to answer your question. Yeah. He would say no, by the way. Like g- genuinely he would say no. <laughs> it vacate. <laughs> <laughs> um Will cheers on five dollars appreciate yeah. Does Julia have heat with stardom? Uh with them pulling her from the from the Wendy side. From Wendy's the city Wendy he Windy- saw so- <laughs> I know. But like, come on, well, um, putting her from the Windy City show—if that's the case—she should have put over Megan. Well, her contract's up in March, bro. But her contract is up in March, so anything that she would have done going past that would be her doing them a favor, really, even more so than like um, because O'Card o- is staying past like, past the next few days with New even though mm-hmm. know, his contract's up on what the thirty-first, which is what what Tuesday, um, Megan. Coming back to AEW, so oh, Wednesday, yeah, thirty first is Wednesday. So Okada's new Japan contract is up on Wednesday, but he's got some dates in Feb, uh, and obviously he's just doing those. But like the junior one's interesting because it goes further than just like a few days after your contract. You know, like he's like I... a contract. Our contract's up in March, then the Windy City riots in like April. You know, so it's like
1: <laughs> you know? I'd, I'd like to think Monty. I would like to think that she's still going to drop the championship rather than vacate it. I would hope so. Um, And uh, regarding Megan Bain, Megan Bain, like, she can't win that belt because she's going back to AEW.
0: Yeah, she's expecting, I think, yeah, it's been reported already, but yeah, Megan Bain is expected back at AEW pretty much imminently, so keep an eye out for that. Uh, But does Julia have heat with stardom? Not that we know of. Hush four ninety nine appreciate. Do y'all think Brock is done? I feel like the severity his return will have so much pushback and backlash. Once in a lifetime talent turned to a true piece of shit. Um obviously it depends on how everything plays out, but as of right now, it's not looking very promising for him at all, especially if reports believe that he's off mania, and obviously he was off Royal Rumble yesterday, so um it's not shaping up good. Mean Ibu had this Conversation in private a few weeks ago, but I, I do think there is a real possibility that like, this is like the end of Brock's you know career. So um, you know, because obviously it's not it's not like he's in he's in his physical prime or anything. Like if Brock retired tomorrow, regardless of his allegations, I don't think anybody would be like stunned, shocked, and amazed. You know, you know I think I,
1: I'll tell you this: if they can get away with it without, without pushback. It wouldn't shock me if Hunter tried to just let Brock in just to do that job to Gunther and then get him and then phase him out of the company. It would not shock me if he if he if he could get away with it. They, they'd have to like look around. He'd absolutely <clears throat> be like, all right, let let this die down. We'll bring him back for Mania. He does the job to Gunther and then he's just out of here. I could absolutely see him like from a, just a promoter standpoint, like trying to get that off.
0: Losing fight one ninety nine. Appreciate ya. Uh, first WrestleMania without part-timers wrestling Besides Roman. Um, well it, it depends on what you cast as a part time, You know It's like CM uh Roman Reigns uh, So I don't think you could really get that off You know um, We'll see And obviously the WrestleMania card is far from being complete We've got two cards for two nights of show So who knows how it will play out Um She's on four dollars. Appreciate you. Bring, bring in someone from all Japan to face comfort mania, brother. They're not going to do that. <laughs> like, they, they're not. I gonna... understand the dream, brother, but come on, be real.
1: So, the thing, they won't do that. But, like,
0: <laughs> could
1: and I know Gunther has some visa issues actually where it affects his travel. Because I was going to say, if, if that wasn't the case, can you send Gunther during February <laughs> to all Japan? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Could it's, you not imagine. it's not happening bro it's, like, Could you imagine it's unfathomable Gunther versus... to me at this, at this juncture Could
1: you imagine Gunther versus Kento Miyahara
0: this one absolutely <laughs> tremendous like I said I, un- I understand out. the dream I understand I can see I, well I can't see but I can I can pretend you know <laughs> it sounds tremendous but be real you know right. TF £4.99 appreciate you brother for me I'd have Seamus take the intercontinental belt off Gunther at Mania and then have Gunther beat Seth for the World Heavyweight Championship in, Ge- pardon me, in Germany at Bashing Berlin. Perfect outcome, in my opinion. Um taking the belt off Gunther, I'm not mad at. I'm not 100%. I'm not sure if it's optimal, to be honest. Um, but I'm not mad at it either. And it would be a tremendous match. I'm pretty certain, as we've already seen them have. Uh, Gunther beating Seth Rollins for the big one. Well, not, like... Yeah, the big one. It's a world title for the big one at Germany. Um, yeah, that seems like a really good opportunity to do that with Gunther, you know. So, yeah, man, world heavyweight champion Gunther this year seems like a seems like a lucky book.
1: What Gunther and Gunther Gunther winning the world heavyweight championship? Yep. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. This is nice. gonna be. This is I was told that this is remember Monty how last year was Judgment Day's like year to take over Monday Night Raw and stuff and like they really became the top stable on the show? Yeah. I was told that this year is the same for Imperium.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, I've been asking for this for about six months. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah like, like 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 remember Monty how like that summer period, like it really turned into like every Raw, it's like Judgment Days in the Ring and they're like, We run WWE and all that shit. Like I was told literally like 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 Imperium's
0: going to be in that role um yeah man good stuff uh agas channel 499 appreciate it bro uh personally think chad gable is a perfect opponent for gonfer also ibu much respect for pushing gable i see your tweets i respect it yeah okay. chad gable versus gonfer with gable like you know david and goliath call it whatever you want you know um yeah, man, I think it, I think it could be a very, very good story, and a very, very just the match itself could be like borderline pornographic, to be honest. But man, like, think about what these niggas did in thirteen minutes in that third match. It's, it's it's he's he's the perfect opponent for Gunther in a similar way that I think like a young Tyler Bate was. Like I know yeah. they are different, but in terms of just being like fighting from underneath, good baby face to get behind with some good charisma and again, he's just good to get behind that can do the power spots and be impressive and do the things to take down the big man and Gunther then plays into that by being this dominant, domineering presence that just looked unbeatable. Like It, it makes for perfect matches and, you know, Gunther's had quite a few call them perfect, call them five stars, call them whatever, but Gunther's. Gunther's resume is ridiculous, man. Then. How old's Gunther? Anyone 30, 34, 35. Because if Gunther's around, like, full-time, because as as we've just been talking about, we, he's very fair to suspect that Gunther's going to win his, like, first major world title this year. Um, if he's got, like, another, what? and Let me find his age. He's 36, yeah. Mm-hmm. If he can go... Or 42, at like an elite level, you know, not necessarily the level he's at now and the level the levels he's been at, because he genuinely is like ridiculous in ring, like one of the best I've ever seen. Genuinely, genuinely, um, if he can maintain like a world class top tier level, winning world championships for like the next four, five, six years. He's his all time case becomes like very strong, you know. Um, yes, he's that good, bro. Like the resume, the resume speaks for itself, man. Whether it's the PWG and all the other indie stuff and the countless classics and stuff like that, he had on the indies, he's got that, he's got that bag. He's he's track record in NXT is uh, phenomenal, you know, and now he's doing it on the main roster as well. He Genuinely, is one of the best wrestlers I've ever seen, bro. And, oh, and, he's uh, amazing. Think about,
1: this. think about this: these WWE shows where they're overseas, right? And instead of a thirty minute Roman main event, you get a thirty minute Gunther title in 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 big venues. Listen, oh yeah, I know. I know. I And then I'm gonna stop you again. I'm gonna stop you again. This company likes to do long title reigns. Imagine a year and a half to two. Especially years
0: with years. heels.
1: And so, and so, think about that. Think about Gunther main events. Do you realize how much padding of his legacy that'll do? Especially since he's not a part time, and he'll do every one of them. Just throw. They're gonna just throw a whole horde of guys at him month by month by month <laughs> maybe one month listen i, I think my think about this even when you go to the mid guard even at like a fast lane in india indianapolis in fucking september when they're like all right let's just give ricochet a fake push and heat him up right do you realize that ricochet and Gunther, 26 minutes on a pay-per-view is going to be fucking glorious they, they could heat up Ciampa again and throw him at him they throw chad gable at him a Braun breaker cody rhodes Whoever the fuck you want to name, Sheamus, Pete Dunne, the bruiserweight. His legacy is going to be so fucking stamped. He's already one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. I said it. One of the greatest wrestlers of all time. Kobashi's best title reign was his GHC championship run from 2003 to 2005, Monty, with famous title defenses against uh, against Junakiyama and Yuji Nagata and Kensuke Sasaki, right? Gunther can absolutely pass that. I know that sounds insane. I think the ceiling on a Gunther World Title run, again, in pay- on pay-per-views where he'll be in big venues, the ceiling is better than Kenta Kobashi with the GHC Championship.
0: He's, um, to speak to Gunther's... <laughs> You you mentioned like you know Triple H shots like, doing long title reigns, especially like, especially with heels. As I mentioned, it's like, and then you throw in the fact that like, bro, it's Gunther. Gunther don't have title reigns; he has title eras. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like he doesn't. WWE, the UK,
1: India, yeah,
0: the, the, N- <laughs> the NXT, the NXT UK about like even in WWE, like, the NXT UK about bro. How long did he hold that thing? like 500 days or something. Um, and what, what a reign that was, you know, like, my God, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, and now, obviously, the inter- intercontinental title, longest reigning champion in the history of the belt, which has been around for decades. Um, Again, he, he don't just have a couple-month reigns. He has, like, eras of the title, you know. He's, he's very special very 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 special and i'm sure he's going to continue to prove it over the next few years
1: why do you just think about this live events as they like to call them where your title matches are a cody defense and a gunta defense that's two four star-ish matches every show do you know how valuable that is
0: you see bro it's crazy and again look i know i know a lot of our A lot of our audience know that I'm not, like, jumping up and down at Seth Rollins' match graphics and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do respect him as a worker and as a wrestler, to be honest. I'm not someone who would call him, like, flat-out terrible or anything. But, bro, a Seth Rollins' pay-per-view world title defence and a Gunther pay-per-view world title main event (laughs) is uh, very different things, you know?
1: I feel like with Gunther, right? I feel like... Even when he wrestles on TV, it's a treat, right? Because it, it really feels yes. like a treat. I get to watch Gunther, right? No matter how long they go, Gunther's raw matches go anywhere from like eight to like sixteen minutes. They always feel like I wish I got even more of that. And I'm not even one of these fucking match time fucking freaks who's like, oh, long matches equals good. But with him, I feel like oh, there was so much more to explore. You know, it's why Gable Gunther 4 is so alluring, Monty. The first one was a five minute challenge. The second one went to a no contest and it was glorious. It was like maybe 12 minutes. The third one was like 16 minutes. And we still felt like they didn't explore the full capabilities of what they can do. That's why like the idea of 26 minutes on a PLE, Gable Gunther is amazing. You know what I mean? Where they can really, really explore. The way Okada will just take his time and do his thing. The things that Gunther does to fill time in a wrestling match, it's almost always like substantial. It's even oh, if yeah, it's like definitely. a little thing. You know what I mean? The, the you don't, details No, not fill time. No. <laughs> you know? His, he, his he, heat segments are he wrestled, brother. Yeah. Do you remember his 20? It's like 25 minute Do you remember the, the Ricochet match in Chicago, December 2022? Oh, he just beat the shit out of him. In that match, Monty, like it was like a three to four segment match. Ricochet gets, like, little to nothing until the last segment. yeah. And the match was already, like, <laughs> the match was already, like, four stars before the last segment. And it was just Heat segments. It was just Gunther Heat.
0: Hey, man. He's, he's an animal. Different beast. Ball. If you can't tell, big fans of Gunther here. Uh, oh. Hush, 199. Any scoops on who's extended contracts at Not that we can give away as of right now. Uh, Gn two pounds appreciate you. They've planted the seeds for Gun for Versus Cody later. You probably have, have done that from over a year ago now. In that, that first Rumble, Cody was in. Um, Boris two pounds appreciate you. Favorite song WWE Aggression album Method Man question <laughs> mark <laughs> Yeah, man, we'll go with that just to say tall as we're wrapping up. Uh, Andy hundred rupees appreciate it. Ibu, I fear they m- I fear they'll foist us and Roman wins again. They're building this Rock solo and the Hogan Finger looms. They are too lazy to do something new. Uh none of those programs need the championship. oldest Rock <laughs> Also <wrote>, Ro swe- <laughs> sweating over potential God. reigns, opponents being built up and putting like Oldest is like, bro, you you, you, you actively like looking If this super chat at least, and our good friend Andy comes across that you're like almost doing an Ibo where you're like looking for reasons why it can't happen, you know. <laughs> so, bro, chill oh out, enjoy, enjoy this. Cody Rhodes has just won the Royal Rumble, you know. I just, in, I just enjoy this, Rumble. drink it in. Yeah. I just remember that Ilya Dragunov is going to get drafted this year. <laughs> hey, man. Someone just says, bruh bruh for 199. Dragunov, Gunther on the main roster pay-per-view will change lives. Very, very possible. Very possible that depending this, this on how, does indeed depending change on how, some long lives.
1: Depending on how early they get to Gunther's title win, which unfortunately probably won't be until around the summer, um, Gunther will have a Wrestle, wrestler of the year candidacy this year, I believe.
0: It's just pop, man. Sounds like, bro, all this is a future Cody opponent. Hey, man. Probably. <laughs> that's, I, that's, again, that's, like, that's some PLE business right there, brother. That sounds like
1: a... That sounds like a... Joe Halbert promotions. Match. that. sounds like a crown jewel payback
0: match, you know. Hush one ninety nine. not Does Triple H slash Regal rate Gunther as the best on the roster right now? Regal yes. probably does. Uh, I think Triple H, Triple H is a big fan of Mr. Cody Rhodes, you know. Big <laughs> fan. Big, big fan of Mr. Cody Rhodes. Um, but they every, they all love for bro. Even even the doubters at first, when he first came out to the main roster, which always happens. We will speak to this with a lot. Of, look, bro, it doesn't matter if fucking God himself got, <laughs> got called up to the main roster, yeah. There'll be one or two producers that'll be like, oh, I don't know, brother. You know, like it's it's just the way they are over there. Hush, one ninety nine. Uh, hot take. I wouldn't mind Gun for beating Roman's record. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> I, I'm gonna say no. Only because he's more active than
1: Roman. He's gonna be on every t- uh, TV of every week, right? And so because of that, but I'll tell you what. Just let him wrestle, bro. Let's get back
0: Don't to Don't we get in the 1500-day rain. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: nah, it can't be better. Realistically, you would have to go about a year.
0: You know, but still. <laughs> yeah, especially with the way Triple H books, it feels like you'd have to have at least a year because there's just so much hanging. Bro, you had like a four-star match with The Miz. <laughs> like... Yes! A, simpler, a four-star match with Miz.
1: On a December Raw.
0: Bar two pounds. It Was a Monty club night like Tropicana? A Monty club night is something that has never been, it has never been referred to. You know, um, <laughs> I worked, I worked at some, I worked at, go, I worked at good clubs, man. So I'm actually uh, quite proud of my run in the North, North industry. But it wasn't for me, people, because I just, I love the graps so much, and yeah, that's, here that's I, that's I, that's I am. What yeah.
1: think? <laughs> cool. Winter got out, of, got, got out of Bronson Reed, bro.
0: Like. Yeah, bro, it's, 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 it's really... The, the names go on and on. Like, there's ones in NXT as well, like, especially towards the end when they were like, phasing him out of NXT. hmm so Nobody it's... talks about it. The Roddy match was fucking... Oh!
1: oh. <laughs> Roddy match fucking...
0: <laughs> anyway, before I make any more weird noises because of Roderick <laughs> Strong and Comfort... <laughs>
1: I might rewatch that tonight! <laughs>
0: <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna uh, we're gonna wrap this up, people. So appreciate all the super chats. Uh, appreciate you guys for being patient with more long, triggered rants earlier, especially about the media scrum and stuff. Um, yeah, man, we've had a good time. We've been hanging out. Coming up to two hours thirty minutes, so it's definitely not been a short one. I will uh, be you giving know, a quick tour on Yuji Nagata Blue Justice tomorrow. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, look at the things that we give you to look forward to, people. And yeah, he's man, not, he's
1: what, not just a nice old man wrestler. He's not just a good veteran hand in the industry. He's not just a guy who was a well-respected person with a nice career in New Japan. He is one of the greatest wrestlers I have ever seen with one of the best careers I have ever seen.
0: Yeah, he's a... It's a different beast. So, just really, really, really quickly, as I'm finishing up, it's like you, you said it quite well there. Where he's like, he's not just like a nice, you know, old guy wrestler. Like you know that you pop for because there's a charm to it, and you know. And it's like I I really like Suzuki as well. And I'm not saying Suzuki is this at all either. Um, but there's levels like when it comes to in ring, like Suzuki, I don't think can I don't think he can like, even talk to Nagata, bro. Like. <laughs> Monty, so, Monty, peak Monty peak prime negada in like yeah, it's a, it's a different animal, bro. You know, <laughs> but yeah, alright like, Wrapping up, wrapping up. Um, thanks for watching, people. Again, thanks for uh yeah. Those of you who watched on Thursday as well, when all the Vince news was first coming out, and we kind of did struggle to like deal with how to approach it and stuff. And I know I was kind of umming and erring a bit because again kind of was unsure about the approach to take. This with like, more of the facts being able to kind of settle in and sit with it for a minute and seeing like, talent reactions via the PW Insider report and spokesperson statements and Triple H commenting on it at the scrum. Obviously, there was a lot more for us to kind of get in and pick apart, you know. So um we've covered it now. Obviously, it'll be a big thing that we continue to cover because, again one of the biggest stories in the history of wrestling to be quite frank so we're gonna keep we're gonna keep covering it of course and uh, we'll see how it plays out hopefully it's not too disastrous but I'm not gonna be standing up for anyone if I've got very uh, if I've got good enough reason to think that they're a creep <laughs> so we'll see how it all plays out Ibu uh, thanks for watching please like subscribe, Uh, please make sure you do that if you haven't already. I know a lot of you guys listening have already done that, especially if you've been hanging out with us this long. But if you haven't, please just, if you haven't got a YouTube account, make one. Subscribe to us. If you haven't logged in because it's just you're too lazy, log in, subscribe to us, like the video. We need the likes, so hit the like button. Need you to do it. Um, Appreciate all the super chats as always. You guys are great. Uh, The support keeps us going, especially on hectic weeks like this. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow 6pm Eastern Wrestle worldwide The usual three, myself, Ibu, Joe Holbert. And we're going to do a proper weekend recap We're going to review the Rumble We're going to talk extensively about collision and shit We're going to do whatever And we'll see what other news comes out You know uh, But yeah, one last chance uh, One last time, sorry Like, subscribe, thanks for the fans, Thanks for watching, peace